Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Well, hello there, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Confused Breakfast Podcast. Do you remember the pure joy of a trip to the video rental store as a kid? Yeah. The excitement of walking down the aisles, browsing the names and the artwork, and finally picking out the movie you're going to take home with you. Yeah. Sure, it's hard to beat the ease of the modern era in streaming platforms where you can use your magic wand to pick a movie from your couch. But there was something truly special about making that trip, picking a movie out by hand, and watching it when you got home. On this podcast, we revisit and dissect some of our favorite childhood movies from that magical era to see if they still move us the way they did as kids. I'm your host, Mike Schulte, and joining me as always, Hogwarts Class of 2007 alumni, Sean Pryor and AJ Venz. It's so good to have you here. How the heck are you? Please stop calling for donations. Please (laughs) stop calling for donations. The business department's like, remember how great it was here? We need your money. Remember, we really appreciate you coming and spending all your money with us originally. Now give us more. (laughs) Here at Hogwarts, we're trying to bring the next generation of wizards to your world, and we need your help. Stop calling. I barely graduated. I had Thank God they had that curve because... What curve? Did you graduate? No. Oh. <laughs> Dropped out to be a musician. <laughs> magician and musician is just... Uh. <laughs> he got them mixed up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, what are we doing here? <laughs> oh, this is musician I've been training. here for 12 years. <laughs> well, boys, on today's episode, we discuss the first movie in a series of eight total movies... A movie nominated for three Oscars, the highest grossing movie of 2001, and the second highest grossing movie of all time upon its release. One of the most popular film franchises of all time. We're, of course, talking about 2001's Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Well, damn dang it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for another nostalgic journey to the past with the confused breakfast. Sit back, relax, and enjoy wherever you are in the world. Take it away, boys. That was Emma Watson herself. Yep. <laughs> if you are new to this podcast, <laughs> we will be reviewing this movie scene by scene with a modern eye. But in order to do that properly, we must first discuss it with pure nostalgia. AJ, I'm going to start with you since you chose this movie. I did. Tell us the first time you saw it, what your thoughts were, and what your nostalgic rating is was. Could not care less about it. Oh. <laughs> Could not care less. There's so many people who are just ecstatic. Have you and seen Harry like Potter? The buzz have you read the books? I, have you, no. Uh, have you seen the movie? No. The books are much better, but have you seen the movie? No. Should I read the books? Be- Do no, I have to read no. the books before I see the movie? Watch it now. Watch the movie now? Yeah. Burn, burn the books, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, no. I didn't do any of that. Um, <laughs> no. I had cousins who were like, 
like really infatuated with it though you know it's a family members and stuff and uh i i don't think i i didn't see it like right away i think i saw it like a a year or two later i don't think i saw it i didn't see it in theaters nothing like that um and i probably saw it because somebody else was putting it on but then over time it just took a long time for me to like actually start enjoying this you know and getting into this world i was still more i think just living off of what my brothers always put in my brain of like star wars Stuff like that, yeah. you know? And uh, I was like, this is it's basically Star Wars anyways. <laughs> we'll it is, there. basically. Uh, but so nostalgic rating nostalgic not too good? It was actually not that great. I would actually probably just put this at like, uh, I don't really care. So I'm going to give it a 3.9. 3.9. Sean, what about you, man? My brother used to like read these books to me when uh, we had bunk beds together. He was on the bottom bunk, believe it or not. He's older brother. Um, he would like read them to me and I didn't retain a damn thing about mm. it. And then, you know, 2001 rolls around, they make it a movie. I saw it in the theater. Don't remember a single bit of it and, uh, didn't watch another one of these installments until Deathly Hallows part one in the theater. And so Far cry. very, I had no idea. Are these the same people? Like who the fuck is Dobby? And he's dead now. He's um, Spoilers. Yeah. Well. Whoa. <laughs> um, yeah. So I I didn't really uh, like these movies that much, but uh, um, a while ago we did like to have have a movie night, and so this we we watch one through whatever how many there are, an eight nine. Um, you watch that all in one night? Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 Just over over <laughs> a few weeks or whatever. Jesus. But um, yeah. Back then, I'd have to say I was just like yeah, it's cool. Four. Four for Sean. Man, these are low ratings. Um, I'm going to change that, actually, because the first time I saw this was two days ago. Oh, I had a feeling. This is like four movies in a row this is that kind I have of not seen. Can we, uh, we, I'm going to go back and find out who has the most movies that they have not seen in this show. It's got to be me. Oh, it yeah. might be at you this at this point. point. Yeah. You might I, have taken over. Think, think about 2001. I'm in college. Yeah. Harry Potter, I never read the books. It seemed like such a kid's thing. When Why would I watch Harry Potter when I can watch Lord of the Rings? Duh. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, so I was just like, I don't have time to get into another series. I'm going to go all in on Lord of the Rings and just never watch Harry Potter. It'll probably fade out, probably won't be popular, mm-hmm. and someday I'll go back and watch that one random movie that they made. <laughs> <Yeah>. And sure <laughs> enough, so like I've not seen a single Harry Potter movie. I know nothing about it, even though I was just in Universal Orlando walking through Harry Potter land going... <laughs> Ooh, well, that's a what's, cool building. What's the big deal? Why is everyone wearing capes? You're, you're the guy who is walking through and be like, I don't really care about that. Oh, that's neat. Okay, wow. <laughs> I definitely said to someone, I'm like, you got something on your head. You got like a line on your head. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're yeah. like, yeah. Hey, uh, did you walk up to him and do that? <laughs> I did. I did. So yeah, it's, come here, sweetie. It's, an N, it's an N.A. for me, guys. But we got Starling on board as an executive hey. producer today. He said, in 1998, there was this little book from the U.K. called Harry Potter that became a phenomenon. Being in my mid-20s, I cared way more about bars than books, and I couldn't understand why my coworkers cared so much about a kid's novel whose cover had Milhouse from The Simpsons with a lightning bolt on his head. <laughs> <laughs> then three years later, the film came out, and I went to see it for the same reason I would see Lord of the Rings that same year. A League of Extraordinary Gentleman two years later, and every Spider-Man, X-Men, DC, and Marvel movie ever made. Mm -hmm. I love magical shit. When the movie came out, I loved it. The idea of wizarding boarding school in the UK, I wanted to go there. I loved the Great Hall, the dorms, and I wanted to take a transfiguration class with Maggie Smith. 
The scene when she turns from a cat to Professor McGonagall was iconic. Mm. That moment was heavily used to promote the film and the technology used to make it at the time. I don't know how Chris Columbus got this movie after Bicentennial Man, but I am thankful he did. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Because the visual tone he set remained brilliant throughout the series. The Potter movies would usually come out around mid-November almost every year, and they became my Thanksgiving tradition. After several years and several viewings and making best friends with another big fan, a Potterhead was made. My nostalgic rating was a 9. This is what I'd been waiting for in a movie about magic, is what he says. All so, right. kind of weird. We got a 5.63 for a nostalgic rating. It would have been a lot lower if it wasn't for Starling, but 5.63 mm. is bottom 10. Uh, that's just above uh, Tremors, just below Roger Rabbit. Oh, wow. It's okay. how we nostalgically feel about that movie. I think that'll go up. I wow. think that'll... You think that's going to go up? Dramatically. Huh? Hmm. Well, I guess people are going to have to tune around to see how we go, because we're going to go scene by scene in this movie and talk mm-hmm. about it with a modern eye. But first, we got to talk to Sean about all the pertinent, important details of the movie. Sean, what do you got, man? Extremely important stuff right here. Produced by David Heyman and Tanya Seghatchian. You got him. Sighashian. You got him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a sneeze. Yeah. Bless me. Written by Steve Cloves, based on the novel by J.K. Rowell. Rowell Rowling. Cinematography yeah. by John Seal. Also did BMX Bandits. Uh, Witness with Harrison Ford. Uh, the Great Hitcher um, slasher movie. Uh, Dead Poet Society. And Mad Max Fury Road. It's quite. Come on now. That's quite the track. I think he might have won the... <laughs> Uh, Academy Award for Fear Road. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. Music by John Motherfucking Williams. Uh, directed by Chris Motherfucking Columbus. <laughs> Cast Daniel Fucking Radcliffe. Uh, <laughs> Whose moms are they going after here? <laughs> Don't know. What's going on? Jeez. Daniel Radcliffe, Emma Watson, Rupert Grint, Richard Harris, Maggie Smith, Robbie Coltrane, Harry Melling, <laughs> Richard Griffiths, Fiona Shaw, Ian Hart, Warwick Davis, John Hurt, Bonnie Wright, Tom Felton, John Cleese, David Bradley, and Alan Rickman. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Producer David Heyman was looking for a children's novel to adopt into the big screen and garner a lot of success out of that idea. When Heyman was suggested Harry Potter by his assistant, the producer jumped at the idea and went into action. Heyman's assistant uh, said that Harry Potter would be... Be pretty cool idea. <laughs> I just imagine there's like there's like books all around, and he's just got like the Sorcerer's Stone with him. He's like, I don't know, Sorcerer's Stone be pretty cool. Why don't you just read one? Give us. Have you read it? I read it like three times. Dude, they fine. Shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Shit's crazy. It's dude. crazy. And then Columbus comes out. He's like, dude, you were right. This shit's crazy. <laughs> Bitches turning into cats. This <laughs> 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 nuts. <laughs> J.K. Rowling sold the rights to her first four novels to Warner Brothers for one million euros on the only stipulation that the cast be om- almost entirely British or Irish. Steven Spielberg what was a, the first. What a weird hill to die on. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> I, was, I don't want your money. Unless. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. You're not British. It's like that's what, that, there was like some people who like got hired and they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. How'd you get past the casting call over there? We told them only British kids. I think one of them was Robin Williams who like really wanted to play uh, not Hagrid. He wanted to be like Hagrid. He wanted to be yeah. Hagrid and J.K. Rowling's like, no, no, no. Please imagine. You're from Tulsa, Oklahoma? Please Absolutely imagine not. turning down Robin Williams because he's not British. Right. Yeah. And then 
It turns out that actors can actually like change their voices. I don't know if people know that. If Robin Vin, Vin Will- Diesel's able to do it, then Robin <laughs> Williams can do it. Okay? Robin Williams isn't very good at it, though. That's the problem, Mike. I think that was the problem with it, is there's that no, Robin Williams just isn't very good at doing voices or characters or there's just really any no, sort of... I was uh, like, are you, you know, serious? <laughs> really no proof that he can do a characterization. Zero of proof. If only there was yeah. a movie where he just did all... Like, if in that movie he just did impressions. Yeah. I know. Right, right. Huh. Okay, anyway, know. go ahead, man. We'll get there. Um, Smooth move, JK. Steven Spielberg was offered was the first to be offered the directing role for the film, but he wanted to do an JK. animated version... That would that would have elements from all available books at the time, and to cast Haley Joel Osment as Harry Potter. He was all about Haley Joel Osment. He was stoked. <laughs> Not wanting to go that route, Spielberg stepped down, and so the search for a director was underway once again. Chris Columbus, Terry Gilliam, Jonathan Demme, Mike Newell, Wolfgang Peterson, Rob Reiner, Ivan Reitman, Tim Robbins... And uh, M. Night Shyamalan and Peter Weir were all gunning for the project. Everybody, all directors in town. Columbus got a meeting with the studio, but insisted he be the last interview out of all directors so he could make a lasting impression. After he wrote a 150-page treatment for the film and gave a 45-minute speech to the executives, a few days later, Columbus received the call that he got the job, and the studio sent him to meet Rowling and Heyman in uh, um, wherever they are, (laughs) across the pond. Casting was relatively easy, as most of the people cast were exactly who Rowling and screenwriter Steve Cloves had in mind. The roles for the kids was a process of a lot of casting calls. I think I remember reading that uh, Cassie Daniel Radcliffe, they saw like a thousand boys to, to fill this role, and I think Heyman and uh, J.K. Rowling saw Daniel Radcliffe in a play and wanted him to do it. Like, it's like, that's our, that's our kid, that's Harry Potter. And his parents were like, well, we were we were just talking to him and said we kind of wanted to focus on his schooling and not do much more acting. And uh, then they went to another play, and uh, Dan and Radcliffe and his parents were sitting in the front row with them. And they they talked to him and like, okay, so you have to be Harry Potter. Like you like this is it. You, this is a role of a fucking lifetime. You have to do. His it. Dad's like, why? He's like, just look at him. <laughs> it's Harry Potter. Just look at the fucking. Look kid. at the illustration on the book. <laughs> Dumb kid. He's he's been made to play. This Have part. you seen him act before? No, no, no. Just look at the kid. <laughs> I, I imagine David Heyman. Jake Do Rowling, one of these. He's like, like they had a. Oh my they, god! I see it too. They had the glasses with them. And it's like, can you just put these on? Why? Just, just put. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Will you? A principal photography began on September 29th, 2000, and would sh- uh, shoot mostly in the UK in Golfland Railway Station. Uh, at Gothland Railway Station, Alnwick Castle, Gloucester Cathedral for exteriors, and Levesten Film Studios for interiors and sets. <laughs> Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone was released in the United States on November 16, 2001, and on a budget of $125 million, the film made a whopping $1.017 billion at the box office. So I don't know if that's okay. for all the films. I believe that's just that one. My God, <laughs> it was the yeah, it was a high. Like I said, it was the highest grossing uh, movie of all time, and it's released uh, other than Titanic. Titanic's had the number one spot for most money made, but this movie is like, well, we'll take number two. Yeah, insane, and it outgrossed Lord of the Rings, which I thought would have been even more bigger. But yeah, Lord of the Rings won more awards. So. Well, it's better. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you guys know <laughs> it's a little spooky for you. <laughs> yes, me. It's a little bit spooky, guys. I'm just going to say that. 
Well, you guys know that we're just three dudes out there trying to put out weekly content for you to listen to, but it's a crazy world. There are so many podcasts to listen to, and you know we want to keep this free. We want to keep growing, and the only way to do that is one, by thanking these people for supporting us. Thank you. But two, also begging for you to support us even more. Yeah. yeah. Please. <laughs> so here's a couple things you can do. I think if you can share this episode with a friend, that'd be huge. We know you have a sibling, a parent, a friend that loves Harry Potter. Send this to him. Hit that yeah. little share icon. Be like, you got to hear these guys. They're so funny. They're super funny. Or <laughs> you love Harry Potter. They destroyed your favorite movie. <laughs> they say fuck Enjoy. a lot in it. <laughs> they- <laughs> Let your kids listen to this. So do that. Also, check us out at patreon.com slash confused breakfast. That is a place where you can pledge some money to us and get bonus monthly content, weekly audio that only you get to hear, private Discord channel. By the way, one of our awesome patrons was streaming Super Mario Bros. last week in our Discord channel. Oh, wow. So, like, we have some awesome stuff going on there. Uh, Patreon.com slash Confused Breakfast. That's how you join. That's how you support. We appreciate you. Thank you. Well, up next, we go to AJ for the research uh, that he does for the ratings and reviews from critics and fans alike. What do you got on this one, Mal? Oh, we've got a place to go, and it ain't Hogwarts. It's the, the Tomato Meter! Nailed it. Gross! 81% certified fresh on the Tomato Meter. 81. That's critical reviews. That is from critics. Yes. Of all the movies we've done, that is tied with Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and Lethal Weapon per the critics. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. That's what the critics think. They're like, I, Bill and Ted's Harry Potter. I don't ever thing. think of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone without thinking of Lethal Weapon, to be honest. <laughs> totally, man. I mean, just interchangeable. You know Mel Gibson was going to be Hagrid, right? Right, right, yeah. right, right, right. Well, Harry Potter's just Lethal Weapon, but without guns. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> really. I mean, let's be real. On Rotten Tomatoes, 82%. And then uh, we get to go to IMDb, 7.6. That is slightly better than Beetlejuice, slightly worse than Roger Rabbit, per all the movies we've done, hmm. is where that falls on IMDb. Between Beetlejuice and, and Roger, Roger Rabbit. Rabbit. I feel like huh. this is a mixture of both of those it movies. Is, isn't it? <laughs> LA Weekly gave this a 40 out of 100. Uh, a clumsily directed, painstakingly faithful adaptation that's heavy on plot, light on nuance, and features in its own and, and features in its title role a young newcomer whose most striking quality is an almost preternatural absence of oomph. Wow, preternatural. Am I saying that word Pre- right, guys? Paternal. No. Okay. No, it's, it doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's really preternatural. Preternatural. Preternatural, right? Preternatural. It's a British thing. Can we get a, a reading on that? Thanks. Uh, <laughs> um, however, uh, The Guardian, Peter Bradshaw, said very simply, it's very entertaining and a spectacular movie with a rush of nostalgia to go alongside uh, the exhilaration of fun. There was a lot of lot of critics who really had a lot of high praise for this, especially in the uh, special effects and all that at the mm-hmm. time. And this, which is funny, you think about this is two thousand one, and think about like a movie that came out in like ninety nine mm-hmm. or the like ninety eight. You know, yeah. um, like as the, like the progression of like, effects and everything was great to watch at that point. Uh, how about let, let's do some one out of tens okay. from people who let Columbus destroy a great story? Oh man. Always. <laughs> if the if the name doesn't give it away, said Dragon Shadow Zero, <laughs> two thousand two. Cool. He's Slytherin. <laughs> He's a Slytherin. The industry chiefs need to get this through their heads. Chris Columbus is not good at book adaptations. 
Look what he did with Asim- Asimov's Bicentennial Man. <laughs> now he's gone and done the same to HP. You can just say Harry Potter, get the words Hewlett in there. Hewlett Packard. Look what he did. Don't let him go to Dell. One out of ten here for what should have been a ten. The book is a quarter of the way through before Harry encounters Hagrid, yet in the film, in the title sequence is barely over. The viewer loses sight of the fact that he is mistreated at home. No, I don't think so. Don't Similarly, think so. <laughs> several other turning points in the story are just not in the film. If you haven't seen it yet, don't bother. <laughs> yep. Read the book instead. There it is. The book was better. You know what I liked about the book? It wasn't a movie. <laughs> it wasn't a movie. Is that, is that Jim Gavigan where he's like, the book was much better. Oh, yeah? You know what I liked about the movie? No reading. Yeah. <laughs> it was done an hour and a half. I had time for a nap. <laughs> they did it all for me. I just watched it, and it was over. You know what I liked about the book? I could I could use my own imagination to make it exactly how I want in my head yeah. and not have to deal with anyone other anyone else's thoughts about it. I loved it. <laughs> but I'm going to get on the better. internet and make sure no one's talking good about this movie because yeah. I'm going to get pissed. Because the book is better. <laughs> yeah. The book was much better. Well, the book, if you read the book, it's basically the Bible. The, listen, the movie doesn't t- talk about that scene where he, Harry gets beaten with a rod for 10 <laughs> hours straight at his house. I want to see that scene. <laughs> you, get, you, get, you get Norman Reedus coming in. Well, the rule of thumb. <laughs> Yikes. 10 out of 10. Fantastic adaptation. Visually stunning. My favorite part was when the staircase has changed. <laughs> yeah. I love that. We went as you, a, man. We went as a family and we were all very impressed. Fuck yeah. There is nothing wrong with the acting. It is uniformly good and neither is there anything deaf about the special effects. In fact, they are excellent and the result is a delight to watch, which has a magical atmosphere. I give it 10 out of 10. Good stuff. That's great, man. And I'm going to go to one last one because I think this is just right up our alley, guys. One out of ten, The Goonies Part Two. <laughs> oh, bear with me. I can't wait. Rocklock, R H K L W K, all capital in 2002, said children's fantasies reached high tide in the early 80s. But by 80, 1985's The Goonies, the run was over. The genre was exhausted. Except for the technology, nothing is new. It should not come as a surprise to anyone that director Chris Columbus co-wrote The Goonies. This explains why so much of Harry Potter consists of Ritalin-driven 11-year-olds emitting long howls of what? Anguish? Surprise? Revulsion? One is never quite sure. Emotions. Oh. (laughs) Okay. It's just an awful movie. What What need or needs does a movie like this fill in? Phil, in the lives of so many millions, it is baffling. How do you go from a title that's saying this is basically Goonies 2 to saying that that was a great movie and this has no business being uh, a movie for children? You just stop making movies for kids, guys. I just don't think we have the time. And, and the technology, just use it for more lethal weapons. Yeah. I think that's what we should do. Weird. I'd rather have seen Lethal Weapon 8 than Harry Potter 1. <laughs> quit quit recirculating old news and do Lethal Weapon again. Harry Potter was a great movie. 
JK Rowling. Uh, <laughs> on fire. I almost went for the belt. Hell yeah. <laughs> Before we go scene by scene on this movie, we got to talk about Cedar Ridge Whiskey. If you have not, if you have not, I repeat, not seen our big news yet, we are going to have a confused breakfast, hand selected, single barrel of Cedar Ridge Whiskey. And it's quite possibly one of the most delicious things I've ever had in my life. And there will only be like. 200 bottles of this guys it's going to be a collector's item and the only way for you to get your hands on it we can actually ship this to you and the only way to get your hands on it is to find out when this is going to be released and you do that in the link in the notes of this show you sign up a little emailer and we will set we will put your name on the list to give you first dibs at a confused breakfast cedar ridge whiskey bottle so go do that and obviously if you're at uh, you got a local store you got a distributor in your area, go ask them for some Cedar Ridge. Pick up some of their bourbon. Pick up some of their American quintessential single malt. Pick up some of their collaboration with Slipknot. Fuck yeah, some dude. rye, some wheat, whatever. It is literally the best whiskey on the planet. Jump on this train. Go check them out. If you can't find them at a store near you, go online. Order some directly to your door while you're waiting for Confused Breakfast Whiskey to come you out. You got it. CedarRidgeWhiskey.com. Check Cedar them out. CedarRidgeWhiskey.com. CedarWedgeWhiskey.com. CedarRidgeWhiskey.com, guys. uh, When we were tasting those barrels that you're going to be getting, um, you thought the single barrel was good? (laughs) This is top-notch. This is going to go on your top shelf, I'm telling you. You're going to want to buy multiple to just have one just to look at and then one to drink. And then maybe another just to (coughs) caress under your pillow. It's like a teddy bear. It is. You sleep with it. Well, boys, it finally makes sense. Deep down inside, we've felt special all our lives, and now we know why. We are famous wizards. It's time to leave our terrible family, move out from under the stairs, grab our wands, and head down to London King's Cross Station to grab the Hogwarts Express to Hogsmeade Station. Yeah. Let the magic begin. You're a wizard, Harry. You're a wizard, AJ. Here we go. So scene one, Professors Dumbledore and McGonagall, as well as Gamekeeper Hagrid, (laughs) leave an infant Harry Potter on the doorstep of his muggle relatives, the Dursley family, who take him in. On Harry's 11th birthday, letters start arriving from Hogwarts. The Dudleys try to hide him from it, but Hagrid shows up to deliver the letter himself. I just, while seeing Hagrid, like, was was he flying on his bike? Yeah. Coming in the first scene? I just imagine, like... Like a couple of friends, like just high as fuck, looking out the window, just seeing <laughs> this homeless man just fly in on a on a side by side. I'd be like, "Whoa, dude! Oh, fuck, dude! Dude's fuck. just tripping." I oh. knew something was weird about that Harry Potter kid. Damn. Woo. Here's the, here's what I have. This was this was my thought of. Um, it seems like a, the most unnecessary thing to have a, a flask that captures light. What you have a magic wand? Can't you just be like? Like darkness, McDarkness, and then it just all <laughs> all the lights go out. Like, isn't that how magic works? Dark, but dark. instead, you're stealing the light for, with like your your flask, so you can have it later. I don't get it. It just seems unnecessary. Yeah, I don't know. There's yeah. just some points where it just seems unnecessary. You could, yeah, you could have just like 
set a spell and they all broke. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. just stole the light. Now, like, the technicians and, like, the city planners are not even going to know what the yeah, fuck they, is going they, they on. Yeah, they can't even fix this no. at this point because the magic was stolen. We have to replace the entire pole. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Guys, the, the grid just went down in section, you know, 75. In I don't know what Lily Berry Hammer in, way. In, in Lily Berry Hammer McWay. I tell you what, as a first time watch, though, like, I'm, I'm in. Like it, yeah. I love that I love that they don't waste any time. There's not this extended yeah. four minute long like look at who wrote this movie and look at who directed it and look who's in it. It's like they get right into it and I'm like, all right. It was kind of one of those things where I'm like, mm, oh, okay. Yeah. And I just sat back in my chair and said, Okay, this is gonna be fun. Yeah. I was into it. It could be like a kids movie kind of thing too, where they're just like, kids aren't gonna want to read who, <laughs> That's the, very who the hell like did the cinematography for this movie they don't Ooh, give a shit they, they just read all those damn books they don't want to read the screen exactly <laughs> yes like, <laughs> yes. You know, they're done with it they've seen the trailer over and over again they are hyped they are in the seats yeah. it's 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 okay just get the movie going i definitely agree with that and obviously the music is just phenomenal oh just right let's, off the bat let's talk about like it. Uh, john john williams is did just, he did he write the theme? Yeah, like yeah. okay, it's like, so uh, good. Hedwig's theme, I think, yeah, is the. I dun, 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 dun. It's so recognizable. I've never seen a second of these movies. Yeah, and I know that. And you, you knew. I you know feel that like theme. it's in your like. Yeah. I don't. I hate to beat a dead horse with this, but like Jaws, it sounds like we've heard it before. It sounds, you know, like Jurassic Park. It just sounds like wonder. It sounds like they're you're looking at a huge uh, long neck whatever dinosaur brachiosaurus or whatever um and then this it just seems so magical like that especially that theme it just yeah it's just i don't know man it's it's in your veins somehow and uh he could be i mean that's probably being a dead horse too but john williams could be the greatest of all time well, especially at themes like this and you know you know i'm glad you brought that up because it's it absolutely has that like magical feel and mm-hmm. like uh it just kind of brings you into the world a little bit deeper um, as opposed to who they may have wanted uh, originally, who was Bruce Springsteen, who was going to write some sort of Bruce Springsteen song. What? <laughs> for which I believe it was actually released later on, like like years later. The song that he wrote for Harry Potter. I'm pretty sure that he was. It was like, yeah, it doesn't match the theme there, Bruce. He's like, well, I'm just a big fan. I do really want to put this song out. Because <laughs> I want to he... show my love for my, for Harry Potter. I was born in a small town. That's John Allen Kane, a wizard. It, well, he ripped it off. That's the he's like, he's like feeling magic in my bones. <laughs> born a UK man. Uh, I I did. I'll tell you what though. Um, they they hid uh, the the guy that played Dumbledore, Richard Harris. Yeah, uh, hid him well enough to where I'm like, I don't know who that is. And yeah. then the way that he spoke is exactly the same way he talks in Gladiator as Marcus Aurelius. Yeah. yeah. Like the, Harry, we must talk of, about this. Mm-hmm. Oh, Hagrid. He's like, it's the same way that oh, he... Maximus, yeah. oh, come into my chair. There, there, Let me see thee, Hagrid. Oh. <laughs> I love he's, I, I, he's iconic to me. He, like, he's, I love he, him. He is one of my favorite um, like actors, and he's uh, one, of my, one of my all-time like favorite... Uh, comfort movies almost, which is a weird comfort movie, maybe, but it's to count in Monte Cristo. Yes. And he's in that movie yes. as the other, the old man in the prison. And I just hit that role to me is like one of my favorite things ever. 
uh, and it was him, and he's he's so great. So we get to uh, Harry Potter living under the stairs, and I think it's breakfast time. Mm. And what's what's the little bastard's name? It's a uh, Dudley Dud- Dursley. Dudley. He comes down the stairs and shoves Harry dud. Potter back at me. Yeah. Hit it! If we were on a train to yes. go punch Line his face, yeah. I'm on board. <laughs> so he comes down the stairs and about. shoves Harry back into the room, and is, and is well, first he like stomps on them, <laughs> like wake up, bastard, yeah. you know. But like that's just a big brother. Kinda. <laughs> I got that shit all the time, and I dealt with it. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> they Whatever. do make they do make him to be out like this, like terrible person. It's like, have you not had a brother before? <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Isn't that not how you got acted upon? Isn't that isn't that kind of what happens? Didn't that happen to you? Uh, three times over, Mike. <laughs> yeah. So wait, are we punching Dudley? Because I still want to punch him. No, oh, I, yeah, I still done. feel like punching. I, well, so I want to line up the whole family, the Dursleys. Ah. You line them all up, and you just you see you play them like like a drum set because they all make different noises kind of like probably from down from up to down like <laughs> dad's got more of a bassy sound yeah yeah and she's more of a high pitched like you know roto tom kind of a snare yeah. <laughs> she's an 80s roto tom <laughs> can, can you guys explain this to me though i i understand that correct me if i'm wrong like so the this family they're relatives of harry potter right right yeah why why does he have to go to this family number one like why can't he just go to any family and why does this family have to mistreat him? Like, what what is the, what is the plot point of that? Like, why are they such dicks to him? I mean, I guess for story purposes, just to get sympathy for Harry Potter, even though he's the title character and everyone's probably there for a specific reason. Yeah, you know, um, I think that's my only thing. But then another thing too, where it's like maybe his parents want to put him in like kind of a, a they didn't want to put him into like wizarding like right off the bat they didn't want him to grow up and then like maybe humble him a little bit well so and then, and then he gets to go to Hogwarts. his real parents or the, uh, these people the dudleys or whatever. so i think the parents the sent him there to maybe humble him a little bit yeah you know? so his like his they they dumbledore kind of mentions it in that opening dialogue it's like everybody's going to know who this kid is because of what mm-hmm. happened to him and we need him to be like away from this essentially like he can't grow mm-hmm. up having that like bearing like over him and then they you go to these people and later on it's kind of mentioned how his mom who is uh petunias or begonias or whatever <laughs> iggy azalea's sister whoever <laughs> um but it's that it's his aunt's that the their sisters. Yeah. Anyways, she was not magical, and his mom, Perry's mom, was, uh, and she so was she, jealous of it, and didn't like didn't like that. I guess everyone else was so proud of. But this could have easily. This Lily. doesn't have to be a family. This could just be a nice family that's looking to adopt. Exactly. That can't have kids. Be like it, we, we could have. Let's hook Harry up with them. Real nice family. Yeah. Actually, and you know what? It could have been. Uh, it could have been just as interesting for it to be like this very loving home, and then he finds out he has to make a very tough decision. That's a great story. I think that's a great story or plot. No, device. you know what? No, 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 no. We, no, we got to send him to this shitbag shit family, <laughs> and they've got a nice house, only one kid, plenty of bedrooms. Make him live under the stairs, yeah, because <laughs> that'll be cool. Because every kid will make their parents build a little thing under the stairs from here on out. I don't hey, know, man. You know what? Uh, look, 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 look. I, as I've grown up, especially less is more, man, and I kind of like this. I mean, if I had, if I had the downstairs, <laughs> just kind of like I got to live in my own fort that I built. You know, I mean, that'd be kind of cool. Listen, I had an older brother. I got kicked out of our room that we shared all the time, and so what I had to do make my own little hovel. You know, yeah. like create my own little space. See? You know? See? I like that about it. I don't uh, know if I, like the point of 
if it was a nice family and he had to make that choice, you're going to make the choice of Hogwarts. <laughs> yeah. Every You're going to say, fuck this family. And I think this is just easier, I guess. But it, it's more effective to me to make them shitbags and be yeah. like, oh, he goes to this actual magical place where everybody loves him. And I was going to say, too, it's like... Not everyone. <laughs> what, yeah, like, what, what, what's the benefit for them to be all shitty to him in this regard and just, like, make him... They're getting paid. You think they're getting paid? They're well, getting... because rep- well, that, that explains, like, they literally hate him, and now all these letters start showing up yeah. to take him away, and they're like, no, you gotta stay. You know what? We hate you, but you gotta stay. We you want can't our, read those letters. We want our state check we, or we whatever. We get our stipend. Our stipend for housing this I write kid. you off on my taxes. Yeah. <laughs> You're not taking my tax. I think that's it too. I think right I think that uh, it's it's another thing where like they because she probably knows that he's very powerful or he can be very very powerful and to be shitty to the most powerful person yeah. is like powerful to you it's now. Powerful to you, and so they don't want him to go learn to actually him. use that. They power. are using that narcissism that that narcissism yeah. drive from him instead of building him up and then in the end thinking to yourself, man, he's like twenty five thirty. Oh my god! Man, he's I, could, I could, I could have like one of the most powerful wizards just being my, my best bud who likes to come on home to visit <laughs> ah. uncle and aunt. You know, he but could, instead, nope. I'm going to be shitty to this. Person. When he's 25, he could be either the devil or God, and neither are good. This could be the most helpful person in my life, in my normal life, who could just bring literally magic into my life, and I'm going to be shitty to him. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> gives me gives me a lot of satisfaction. Well, and, and like you know, Harry Harry Potter really he needs to go to this school because he needs to learn. Like he does this thing with the snake class. Oh yeah, yeah. That snake goes on to definitely eat someone's chihuahua or baby at some point. Like, yeah, that snake is not a good snake, and it's just like, well, I'm leaving. I think yeah. Pretty Harry cute. Harry basically committed second degree murder of of someone's chihuahua. Yeah, he, he was an accessory to this. <laughs> he was. And he's like, I don't care if 100%. that snake goes. Yeah, and I think it was a it's nice, a big ass fucking snake. I think it was a nice snake. It's a nice no, snake. It no only, snakes it, are nice. It only, he only kills bad wild, yeah. wild chihuahuas. Yeah, it only kills the bad one. No, no one, one likes the bad chihuahuas. Girl. He's like yeah. a boondock saint. Yeah, exactly. Of snakes. He's Boondock got an Aquitas tattoo on him. <laughs> it's on his stomach. <laughs> um, speaking more of Dudley, too, that actor, I was shocked to find oh, yeah. out that he's done a lot of shit now. Like, he's a very prominent actor. He's in the Coen Brothers' newest, newest movie. Isn't, isn't his character also in later yeah. Harry Potter? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Ballad of Buster Scruggs, he's in that with the Liam Neeson section. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in a movie... Um, it was based, the Edgar Allan Poe movie that's on Netflix with uh, Christian Bale, which yeah. is pretty horseshit. But he's still in it, and it's he's good. Queen's you know? Gambit. He was he oh, was okay. in the Queen's yeah. Gambit uh, as like kind of the first guy or whatever who kind of was uh, her friend. Uh, at, like after the first tournament she plays or cool. something. Yeah, I, I th- also think speaking of this character in general, we need to get back to beating the shit out of our kids. Oh, like oh. I think I think cat. We should bring back beating the shit out of our kids and bring back just like literal ca- capital punishment. Yeah, like like okay. uh, public. Punishment for, Shame. Pe- for people who do things like this, you know, people who are shitty to other people for no reason. I think you should just take them out, like in the town square, and just beat them with a rope or something, and let everybody watch and laugh naked. Yeah, yes. And, like, oh, it has them, to be naked. Watch them shit all over themselves and everything. I think we need to get back to that kind of thing because we think we think uh, Dudley would actually turn out to probably be, be a nice kid if if he actually had some punishment. Yeah, in his absolutely. Life. Yeah. If he didn't get thirty six presents on his birthday and then bitch about not having thirty seven of them, mm. he could get thirty six lashings for doing something shitty to Harry. How about that? And be. A little humble. That'd be fun. He needs, he needs a humble Dumbledore. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> humble been, Dumbledore. Been humble Dumbledore. Been waiting to say that. I've been waiting. Real nice, man. Real Thanks. nice, Thank you. dude. So, 
I have to say though, like all these letters are flying in, right? And and like the persistence and the audacity again of these people to think like, oh no, we're going to be able to keep this from. <laughs> We're going to be able to keep this from happening. At some point, they're going to stop. <laughs> no, no. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll stop eventually. It's like, don't worry. No, it's, I, I like to think of all the other places that these letters were popping up to. Like, because they're popping up in like the eggs. Like, Someone accidentally got the wrong carton of eggs. Like, Dursley's just sitting there, just dropping heat on the can. And he's just like, they go empty out the vacuum bag. Yeah. It's just full of just letters. Full of letters that he's vacuumed up. But I would love if, like, when he finally opens one up. She's like, we've been trying to reach you about your cars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Wrong one. Sorry. Uh, oh. Somebody else. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, Turnover. fucking awesome. <laughs> that's right. When, uh, when Haggard shows up or when, like, when, when they're like, they're, they're fed up and these, like, their letters, they're, all these letters basically just fill up their house, I imagine, um, that they can't walk into it and they go to this dope-ass Airbnb I, Where I'd is go, this at? I think that's Cannon Beach. We saw yeah, it. Is Remember that, that little Beach? lighthouse that was out oh, there? I think yeah. that's, I think yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Dude, wherever this is, like in today's day and age, I would be there. That'd be like a staple for me. Yeah. I'd be I'd go there all the time. I don't know how they got this place. It's pretty dope, guys. And then uh <laughs> um Willem Dafoe shows up. He's like, you don't like me, Stu. <laughs> From the lighthouse. <laughs> yeah. Cool. cool. Tight, yeah, man. Real good, man. Tight. It's a cool, I like art, that. It's a cool art movie. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. A24. It's A24. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, but yeah, anyways, uh, dope Airbnb. Would, yeah. told, would visit. Would go back. Would visit. Yeah, that's yes. awesome. <laughs> Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. All right, well, scene two, the next day, Harry and Hagrid head to London to enter the Wizarding World for the first time. There, he meets Professor Quirrell and purchases all the items he needs. He then takes the train to Hogwarts, befriending Ron Weasley and Hermione. I have to get that right. Yeah. <laughs> it's really hard to say that for some reason. Upon arrival, the Sorting Hat sorts them into their respective houses. Later, Harry discovers he has a talent for riding broomsticks. And after an incident with Malfoy, is recruited to join Gryffindor's Quidditch team as a seeker. Uh, can we t- sorry. Oh, I was I was just going to say. No, I'm, I want to talk. Okay. Hey, <laughs> everybody shut up. Let's go. Uh, so uh, my favorite thing or my favorite thought of this was uh, he's like reading this list of stuff that he needs. He's like a, a wand. Oh, I need I need robes. I need uh, apparently I need to get an, an owl. And those are domesticated now. Um, I need to get this. Uh, and it's like, but that. Hagrid, is, can we find all this in London? He's like, of course we can. We just have to know where to look. And then he taps on the stones, <laughs> and it opens it up, and it's just like, welcome to Costco. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just the one a Walmart greeter. It's called Castco, though, instead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Genius. Like, it's like, oh, this is perfect. You can literally get everything here. <laughs> but in reality, in bulk. he's like, oh, you need all this shit? Straight to the bar. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He's like, yeah, we'll the, let sol- the cause and solution to all of life's problems. <laughs> right. I'm sorry, the pub. He even walks in. He even walks in. He's like, oh, Hagrid, the usual. He's probably pouring like literally a half a keg of, <laughs> he's, he's of mead. Andre the Giant <laughs> levels of mead inside of him. Oh, not today. Okay. Oh, not today. I've uh, got oh, a kid with me. <laughs> working. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> later, though. From Robbie Coltrane as Hagrid. Uh-huh. Unbelievable casting. <laughs> yes. And the Didn't first, they basically, I, they knew it was going to be him, right? The first he was one cast. Of, yeah. He was handpicked by J.K. Rowling. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've talked about him before. and just, Only Goldeneye, I believe, we've mm. only done with him. But um, on, honestly, as this movie moves along, I can see no other person in any of these nope. roles. I think yeah. it's, this movie is exquisitely cast. It's yeah. unbelievable. It is really well done. All the all the crap we want to give about being like so specific about <laughs> the way they want to do it, but yeah. in the end, I mean, it is. It's all brilliantly cast. Yeah, you know. So and the and the, I'll tell you what. Not having gone to Universal Orlando and going into Harry Potter World or whatever, having never seen this, I was still blown away. By what, what do they call that? Like Diagon Alley or something mm-hmm. like that? Where oh, yeah, yeah. they if you go to Universal Orlando, like you walk through that place, like it's it's set for set, like it feels like you're in that world. And mm. and anyone that's a fan, I'm sure you've already been there if you're a Harry Potter fan, but just go like that. That place really makes you feel like you're in this world, and and that's a testament to like how great this set design is on this mm-hmm. movie. I mean, it's just like. You want to go there. Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah. I have to go there. It's like that. You said uh, Count of Monte Cristo is like a warm blanket comfort movie for you. I mm-hmm. think this movie is a lot of people's that. Like, I, I love watching <laughs> these movies spe- specifically around Christmas, where it just feels like You're a right. mm, you just it's just pure mm-hmm. escapism, you know. And I'm, maybe we'll talk about it more, but this is this is a movie that I think is uh, it just becomes so fitting for so many times of year. They have like Halloween themes throughout yes. it. They have the, the holiday themes, like Christmas themes throughout it. They have even like summertime and like the springtime. St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's yeah. Day. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> they, yeah. They have that one moment. The devil's yep. holiday. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All Saints Day, right? And you're just like, oh, man. They just, uh, the feeling. That's he Ooh. who must not be named. He's in jail right now. <laughs> yes. Vol Detroit Duffy. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of speaking of cast though, then you got this shopkeeper, John Hurt. John is, Hurt is who no one else can play that. Nope. No one else can be that guy on screen there. He's incredible in that. I it's I love all of his lines. Like I mm-hmm. love he's just he John Hurt has always looked like he works in a wand. Yeah. salesman place you know yeah uh, i love that he's got like the library ladder pretty much he like slides across and is looking for yeah. certain wands for him um and then i like when he's he first gives him one of the wands <laughs> he like gives it to him and harry's like fuck you want me to do with this yeah <laughs> well give it a wave oh. uh, i love this idea so much it's like well uh last thing i need i need a wand he's like well you want to go to olivander's there's no place better it's like are there other wand shops though there that exist? That is one hundred percent. Oh, you want to go to Ollivanders? You don't want to go to Tony's. <laughs> There's a discount. Discount no. wands. Welcome to Tony's wands. <laughs> discount wand and tire. <laughs> Tony's is the Walmart of wand stores. <laughs> like, you know, like the Tony's. <laughs> Shanice Kovalovsky. <laughs> don't go down to Kovalovsky. Oh, you want to yeah. go to Ollivanders? <laughs> yeah, they got a name. A guy named Bucks working there. A couple know? places down. Uh, yeah, you want to get a guy named Bucks. He'll cut you a deal, but he's, you know, you know. Um, you can tell a lot about a salesman by the car he drives. And that right. thing is scary. <laughs> but I also love that, like, this, this like, John Hurt is, is doing this, and he's, he's going through this very, very particular process. And he's he knows his, his inventory so well. Like, and he's just pulling these wands out, and he's like, hmm, this one. And then that's the one that, like, lines up, like, lights up with Harry, and everything, and he's like, "Yeah, the wand it chooses 
the wizard, not the wizard choosing the wand. It's like, boy, that's got to be a really nice business model to live in <laughs> because I've got the wand that you need, apparently. And he's like, and he's like, he's like, oh, I think we can expect great things from you. Great things. Because the wizard who had the other did great things. <laughs> Jesus. But great. <laughs> Anyways, that'll be forty nine ninety five. Tax free weekend. Woo. It's like tax free weekend. You know, before school. And then, so it's like when I work, when you're, you're a freshman, so you get the deal. You get when, when oh, I, you're, you're a student, right? You get that student discount. When I worked at Journeys in the mall in college, that was basically what I did. I'd be like, the Timberlands choose you. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, like him handing the, and like the god light in the back and like the, yeah. the wind that blows. It's like. When you get the perfect guitar, yeah, you know, uh, I know that feeling. Everybody it's like, knows that feeling. Yeah. Putting on the putting on that pair of Sokinis and being like, yeah. "There you go." That, yeah. that happens. That happens to Harry. He's like, "Oh, it's like, would you shut the door? <laughs> <laughs> shut! The, I'm with a customer. There's a draft. God, God. <laughs> hey, you want socks with those? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you. Oh, those are white shoes. You're gonna want the spray. You're gonna want the spray. Pro- <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're gonna want that. Yeah, you like. You only got to apply it like four times a day. So, <laughs> 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 so what do you guys think about uh, Ron and Hermione? Then they're on the train. Um, what do you think about that that casting? I think it's perfect. Still, like I, I, I see no problems with it at all. I mean, you know, you you can tell that it's like probably like their all of their first big movies. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I think it's charming though. I think like their innocence uh, as actors on screen is perfect for going to this school that they have no idea what it's like yet. You know, I think that yeah. is is a perfect kind of thing. Like first time actors. First time going to Hogwarts, you know, it, it comes off to me. I like it a lot. I I really like it because, like you say, it's um they're not they're not known actors, you know. We're we're giving everyone a new, fresh face and idea of what um these characters that so many people imagine. That's the thing. I I can't imagine what the casting, how difficult it must be to try and cast something like this because you have literally millions of people who have already built these characters in their heads, and you have cared. to. What's that? I don't think they cared. I think. I think people probably had something built in their head and have yeah. now completely replaced it. Absolutely, with these and, and now are. exactly, and and so then they they it's I just think it takes a lot of it's a lot it of responsibility, yeah. and then they came out with this. And I think it was a good choice of these you know un- unknown actors and what relatively and um, and yeah, I think that the casting is really good. I think that they're very endearing yeah. as their characters, and I think that they end up playing them very well. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, you're a train guy. What do you rate this train? Oh, it's the PL22, dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 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 this uh, is oh. special. Yeah, you, the train, Hogwarts Express pulls up, and I'm going, we're going to watch this. Oh, <laughs> okay. wow. Hang this on. Is great. In. Oh, listen to that bell. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> Mike, we actually have to get on the train. Yeah. Unfortunately, when I was at Universal Orlando, there is a Hogwarts Express train that actually <laughs> takes you from like a hotel to there, and you know I wanted to ride it. Oh my oh, god! I was yeah. there for forty-five minutes, so <laughs> I was no in time. And out. No in time. And out. <laughs> I played the in-out game. <laughs> also, explain to me. It says it says what you have to bring. One of the things you have to bring is an owl, a cat, or a toad. You have the option to. Okay, it has to be one of those three. But it's one of those things, yeah. Then why does he have a rat? I don't know. I don't know. We're just going to gloss over that. I think we're... You I, told us the rules, it and was, he's breaking the rules, and you're not going to tell me this why. Is a, this is a... Rat m- wasn't in the list? No. I think it was an owl, cat, or a toad. This okay. is a magical wizard witch movie, Mike. I don't, I don't know why we even care. Yeah. I care a lot. <laughs> well, so... 
Speaking of speaking of pathetic creatures, um, <laughs> as they so eloquently put it, um, you've got you've got like so. It turns out Harry's rich. Yeah, yeah. Harry's rich beyond like rich. That dude's that dude's like his parents like uh, death insurance came through hard for this kid, <laughs> yeah. right? I guess the greatest thing that ever happened to him. Really. <laughs> death like, of his parents, full payout, well. and it probably gained interest over. Oh, like I God. bet Gringotts has like a great you know like. Uh, interest yeah. rate on, on yeah. stereotypical that trolls are yeah, like oh, into this account. trust wow. and obviously low takeout points because he's what 12 11 um <laughs> and so he can ex- he's got full access to this and his his friend is maybe one of the poorest people <laughs> in, and he just he's like he brought oh, a rat yeah because that's all his family could afford what the hell is he holding he's like nope i'm all set it looks like a, it looks like he smashed like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich <laughs> Like with ham and stuff together, and then Saran wrapped it. Like, what is it? What's what's Ron holding? He may on as to? well have like a stick with a sack on the back of it. Yeah. Like a hobo. <laughs> Dirt on his face. He's got the- oh, no, that's I'm fine. I got my cracker sandwich. Toes hanging out of a shoe. Like he's, he's, he's like, what, he's like, what time is he? he looks up at the sun? <laughs> <laughs> nine nine thirty. Uh. <laughs> Out the train window. <laughs> you dude, if, if you ever went to like summer camp as a kid, this is basically what the train is. Yeah, it's yeah. like you, you you go sit down next to kids, you're like, well, I guess we're friends now. And there was yeah. always the like the poor kid, the dirty kid, the rich girl, the kid with like, the frog, the, the, kid with the, the kid that's holding a frog for no reason. I named my frog Carl. Uh, this is Trevor. That's great. Why? Why? <laughs> And then even like another another freaking cameo, you got John Cleese here. Oh yeah. yeah. But also, this is when I was like, are we just doing stuff to do? Like what what was I'm assuming maybe it had a big part in the book, but he plays headless Nick. Like Nearly headless Nick. Nearly headless Nick. Why why are we why? Why is this a thing? Sir is, Nicholas, it, sir. is it just to show their special effects? Like sir, this, this serves no purpose in the sir movie. Sir, nearly headless Nick, who knights who say neat, neat. <laughs> yeah, all right. Neat. Yeah, all right. All right. All right. Uh, Thanks, guys. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know the. I don't know the purpose of ghosts and everything. Yeah, it's um, like, oh, there's ghosts here, but we'll never see them again. It's like, well, maybe this is why they couldn't cast Haley Joel Osment. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all see dead people. Okay. <laughs> now nah, you just. I guess it's good casting. He has seen dead people I before. I see dead people. He's we type, all see him. He's typecast as a kid that has dead parents. Like he's, Oh, you got a movie about dead parents? Oh, oh that's, you, need got, Haley. you need Haley. You need Haley. You need Haley for this one. <laughs> you can't have Haley without Bruce. Yeah. So he's in here, too. Oh, I could have used some Bruce in this. Yeah. Well, who would he have played? Would he have played, uh, would he have been like Dumbledore? Would he have been... Uh, Snape. I think, I think Bruce could have played Snape. He could have been Snape. God, I want to see him with that hair. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Potter. <laughs> I do. So, so do you. Yippee Do you think Alan Rickman is good as Snape, though? Like, do you like him? I think he's absolutely perfect. Yeah. I think he is Snape. It's, like, it's he, really, it's really interesting to me how that character is and how well he plays it. Cause basically, Snape's like, hello person i hate i'm not trying to be conspicuous yeah but i am being conspicuous by trying not to be conspicuous okay goodbye <laughs> like, he, he plays that just, line so yes. well yeah <laughs> and, goodbye Potter. and it, and you know it like i wasn't looking for like the twist but yeah. you're immediately in like well he's the bad guy yeah like you're i mean there's no question about it that is the bad guy yeah i love it he it, it's unbelievable like you this know. casting is 
crazy. And I love I love the fact of like the sorting hats, right? Yeah. And um, it's like so the sorting hat comes out and he's gonna put them in there, and then like literally like if you go to Slytherin, you're a bad guy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> And Gryffindor's the heroes, and then Hufflepuff and Ravenclaw do not matter. <laughs> right. Yep. And, like, so if you care about those two, then I'm sorry. You've lost Harry Potter game. <laughs> um, that's just, you've, you've so lost. We'll talk about it more towards the end where, like, they award a house, yeah. which seems. <laughs> yeah. Seems, you know. seems a little. Well, you know what? Not everyone can get first place, Sean. I mean, right? I like not that. Not everybody aspect. gets a trophy. I like yeah, that yeah, aspect. Yeah, yeah. So, but hey, there are a couple things about this, right? Um, number one, uh, it's really great that even though they know the bad guys exist because they gave them a full team um, <laughs> and named it after a snake, and named it after a snake, the most demonic <laughs> creature on this planet. Even though they know about this, they still coexist very well. They're like, "Oh, hey, Slytherin people, can't wait for us to be adversaries." What's up, my Slytherin brethren? What's up? Why don't you slither on over here and give us a hug? You're like, I don't know. And they're just like, fuck you, Gryffindor. Yeah. I'm like, ah, that charm. That charm. I love that Slytherin Gotta charm. give it to him, right? <laughs> uh, but then uh, also with the sorting hat, what the hell is this order of, of calling names? There's, you know how long that would have taken? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, and, and they called, they called um, Hermione Granger. Then they got um, Draco Malfoy. And then you got... Um, Hufflepuff girl. <laughs> uh, and then, and then, I think actually, I think that was uh, Chris Columbus's daughter. Daughter was it really? Oh, cool. Yeah, they like he gave her a small part. Ah. Sent her to Hufflepuff. <laughs> Idiot. The fuck? Um, and then, and then after that, you've got Ron Weasley, and then Harry Potter, and it's like there is no nope. order to this. Wow. Are they just the popping up? It. That was very yeah. convenient. That it's, all of our main characters were called pretty wow. much simultaneously. Oh, in the seventeen hours it's going to take to do the rest of them, we don't have to watch that. <laughs> yeah. And also, Dumbledore's giving his first announcements. He's like, he's like, I uh, just want to say a couple of things. Uh, <laughs> hey, do not go in the forest. Don't go in the forest of demise and death. It's not a good place. That's why we called it that. Usually it's just the the, the, the forest of darkness is a bad place. I know it surrounds Off the entire limits. castle, but uh, don't and go there. If uh, Don't go to the third floor <laughs> thing unless you want to die a terrible death. <laughs> and keep your hands off of my shit if you go into my office. All right, thanks, guys. <laughs> Lunch at 1130. Lunch at 1130. Have, have a great fucking year. Let's do this, guys. Let's do this. Let's do this. All right, thank you for that, Dumbledore. <laughs> also, um, this list of kids, parents, uh, checks did not clear. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to have to send you. We're going to have to send you out. Ron, I'm talking to you. <laughs> Ron, I'm looking at you. Your check, your check did not clear. You're going to have to get out of here. Uh, and there's all of his family, too. It's like literally all of you, your checks did not clear. All the way from Ron to Percy. <laughs> And the twins, yeah, I'm looking at you, idiots. Now, technically, that train doesn't come back until Christmas, but uh, right. so we're gonna have to put you in the holding cell, actually. Right. Uh, oh my god! I, I love when he's like naming off the houses, and uh, uh, Draco Malfoy and his little buddies—they yeah. they name off Slytherin, and they're like, "And Slytherin." He's like, "Fuck yeah, dudes! That's us, right?" That's right, bro. Fuck yeah, we're getting in there. And then like one of their buddies goes to Ravenclaw. He's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> "We can't be friends anymore." Dang it! <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> he is, he he is probably the most perfect cast as well. Like, <laughs> he, like that kid, like you want to hate him immediately upon seeing yeah. his face. Like, can it's we, like, can we just keep hitting like punchable faces? Yeah, throughout there? every every kid in the movie is a punchable face. Can we just slap honest. slap his hair off of his head. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. I, I 
almost feel bad that this is like that J.K. Rowling wanted this to be almost all British cast because whenever anybody says Potter, it's the most brutal fucking thing. Like none of them have a you have a built in pop filter. You know, I feel like I feel like you can be like Potter. It wasn't that harsh. Potter. But British Potter. people, I'm sorry. It's just like Potter. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of spit thrown around that room when he is in it, I mean, it's just a lot. Potter. It's very unfortunate. <laughs> Fuck you, Potter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they don't say the H in Airy, and then they just yell the P of Potter as hard as they can. They just summon the depths of a deepest 10.8 earthquake. Say say Airy, Airy Potter and do it Airy again. Potter. <laughs> It's really like someone punched him in the gut as they pronounce the P. <laughs> All right, say Hermione. Hermione. Say Ron Weasley. Ron Weasley. Say Harry Potter. Harry Potter. <laughs> Why are you saying that? Why are you saying it like that? Cool whip. Cool whip. <laughs> So scene three, Harry, Ron, and Hermione explore Hogwarts late at night and accidentally stumble across the door to a corridor with a three-headed dog guarding it. On Halloween, Quirrell informs everyone that a troll has entered the castle. <laughs> Harry and Ron fight the troll to save Hermione, who is trapped in the girls' bathroom, and the three become best friends. At Harry's first Quidditch match, Harry overcomes a possessed broomstick and wins the game for his team. So we didn't talk about like the introduction to uh, Quidditch. We can talk about it more as we get into the mm. game because I have a lot to say about oh, yeah, Quidditch. That's, yeah, we can just skip straight to Quidditch if you want. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> uh, Halloween Feast is dope. The what? Halloween Feast is dope. I, I love those pumpkins too. Like, yeah. I, I like mm -hmm. the floating and the, the eeriness of how, like, apparently you can sort of see the outside of the building. Uh -huh. Like, how I want that to be my Halloween party. Yeah. Like, where yeah. you can see lightning outside and, yeah. and there's floating pumpkins. I thought for sure this was some sort of Halloween prank. They're like, Coral, you ready for the annual Halloween oh, prank where we come okay. in and we, we have a thing where we're all going to solve the problem? Like, nope, that was. It was a real thing. No, that was very real. It was very real. Yes, uh, it was extremely real. I have to imagine when you see all these like delicious meals and like turkeys and lacks of racks of lamb and then apples and like all this fruit and baked stuff and you're just like and he's just like I just think about how many animals just die instantly. <laughs> <laughs> and then like fruit and trees just get plucked just thin and just die. <laughs> And then it just all appears on the table, so these kids can like not eat most of it. So like if right? you were, if you were, because they never eat I their was fucking meal. Chicken fingers. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I wanted chicken fingers. <laughs> if you were Hagrid, just like out in the forest, like on the outskirts, and you see just like a deer, but it happens like instantly, but it happens in real time too. Where like a deer's just like, oh look at that deer, <laughs> like rips it, like skins it right there it in just, front of him, just literally like implodes inside out. <laughs> it's I didn't know thing. deer made that noise it's like yeah and and like like think of Ugh. that hagrid is just out just enjoying his stroll he's on a hunt he's like you know what i'm gonna make some venison steaks and stuff and i'll be i'll be Ooh, he's like one. i'll be set for the winter he's like <laughs> ah! dumbledore <laughs> dumbledore ding it dumbledore <laughs> classic we'll be right back <laughs> It is. Oh, go oh, ahead. Yeah. So how many kids in this place have early onset adolescent diabetes? 
Because <laughs> holy shit, that's so much food. The dude. amount of sweets and food that they're just able to consume, and like, like what happens to leftovers? You know? Yeah. Just, <laughs> just, <laughs> well, they go to Ron's family. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor jokes are funny. <laughs> do, they, do they have Make a Wish here, or is it Make a Spell? <laughs> Oh yeah, we've got the Cast a Spell Foundation that sends all this off to uh, and families in need. And it's just like shows up on Ron's bed. Oh, <laughs> uh, did you? Uh, did, well, like, how does this uh, troll? It's a troll, right? It's the, a troll. The how troll, does yeah. this scene hold up for you, having seen this before, and that I'm now critically rewatching? So the biggest parts of this that don't hold up to me is usually when they've got to like animate the kids. To yeah. be honest, uh, that's yeah, about yeah. it. Like, you, I'm even bought in on the troll. To a yeah. degree. Um, but there is a point like when he goes up and like I, I do think this is a very uh, this is a very c- critical scene for them as like the three friends, you know, to mm-hmm. solidify their friendship. Yeah. And go through some shit because they, they had know? just like were talking shit about Hermione. Yeah. Before this. Right. right. Yeah. And so, you know, it's it's pretty crucial there and they go and find her and I think it holds up pretty well. Yeah. I mean, like I like the, the, the troll looks, I, I mean, I'd be, I'm terrified. I, I literally, I literally shit. If I saw that walk into the bathroom, <laughs> yeah. like if I was having trouble and I'd be like, Oh, it'd be terrifying. Thanks troll. Thanks what if, troll. What if, her, what if, you know, he was walking into, what if that was a, a lady troll? Right. And she's just like, get the fuck out of here. I'm trying to take a shit. He's like, Oh, Oh, sorry. Is the men's room this way? The the trolls' room this way? We could. It's, it's a perfect stall. way to go down a J.K. Rowling road, but we're just not going to do it. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna, just not going to do it. What am I on? What am I on? What am I on? A segue. Hey. All right. So uh, this is this is what we're going to do. I, I had to push my microphone away for that this, segment. This is what. We, this is what we, so my thing is after this whole troll experience, right? And um, the sign on the door says "ladies." It yes, doesn't say please. "troll." Okay. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, it's a, not a troll's bathroom. Oh. oh, Trolls is down the other corridor. Uh, <laughs> That's all the further I'll go. God all right, <laughs> but it's after this that I that I kind of have a problem with because it's like it's like the teachers roll in and McGonagall is 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 like, what the heck is going on here? Oh my god, what are you kids doing over here? And it's like, oh well, we were. And then Hermione comes up with a most unnecessary lie Completely. I've ever seen in my life. Right, this is. You could have literally just said, um, yeah, I was upset. I was in the bathroom, actually, when everything was happening. And Ron and Harry came to get me to help save me from this. Unfortunately, the troll was here. Yeah. That's all you had to say. Yeah. And they helped me defeat this mountain yeah, troll. Yeah, we, we actually saved everyone from the troll. Instead, she, like, falls on the most unnecessary sword. <laughs> And it's just like, it's like, I thought I could take on a troll. Good thing Harry and Ron came and saved my ass. It's like, like, you didn't have to say that. Just just tell them what happened. The only thing about that lie is uh, trying to get them to like, or like say to them that we're good now, fellas. You yeah, know, like I like okay. all of our all of our shit squashed. You know, okay. that's the only reason for that lie. But I you guess, could just yeah. say that. It, but you yeah. could just say that to them. It, it and yeah, exactly. It's like they came, they came and tried to help me, and they did end up saving the day for yeah, me, yeah. you know, and helping me through this. And then, wow, thanks for coming and saving the day, guys. I really appreciate that. And I took the blame. I still took the blame. Yeah. For what happened. <laughs> like you could, say, you could say what you said and be like, we're good now, homies. Yep. That's it. Why did they Marvel. get in trouble for this? 
um, because they're supposed to follow their prefects okay. back to they're their supposed dormitories. They're supposed to go okay. to the bathroom while the tornado was going right. on. Right. <laughs> they didn't follow protocol. They've got tornado protocol. They've got hurricane protocol because it's the wizarding world. Yeah. They've got... Uh, the, what, trolls. What else? Yep. They have... I'm not going to go... Then, yeah. then they've got trolls. Yep. Basically, intruder protocol as well uh, and yep, they did yep. not follow protocol that's you're why i right. got in okay. trouble cool so. but thanks for saving us though but Thank uh, you. also you're in trouble <laughs> nuclear yeah. bomb protocol you get under the desk you're just fine cover your head it's all good who's yep. keeping track of these points how do we know you have to at the end of the day do they have to turn in some forms yeah, they go make sure I, you mark these hey i gave them these points and then do they have do they have a quality control of these points it's like well wait 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 you gave you gave wait Snape, you gave Draco 200 points for what? For what? Well, he did pretty good on a potion. Pretty good. <laughs> what the? You're right. This he, isn't, he told me I was his favorite teacher. This isn't extra credit, okay? We're going house cut points here, okay? We're not giving him 200 points. This if you want to give him 10 points, that's fine. He did okay on a potion. <laughs> Imagine. Jesus, Snape. and there's no like uh, with all Biased. the power they have. There's no like board that we can keep looking at. Right, exactly. So like it's like playing an entire. It'd be like the Iowa Hawkeye women basketball team playing right now. Hopefully Woo! they do well. Yep, yep. It'd be like them not having a scoreboard and just one guy's keeping a tally. And then at yeah. the end of the game, they go, "Who won?" Oh, and they go, "Well, up oh, you won by five points." Hey, <laughs> wow, cool. And then, but wait, but We'll get there. <laughs> do you think it's? Do you think it's? I'm overreacting here. They, uh, Harry Harry Potter gets um, he gets a, a gift from an owl. Yeah, and they're like, what could it be? I know, right? <laughs> it's a fucking broomstick. It's a it's a book. What's a book it, of spells? What, what do you be? want? Am I overreacting it's on a that? Honey ham. They could have at least put it in like a cool box with a ribbon on it, and they're yeah, like, totally. I don't even know what this. Even yeah. then, you're like, it's probably a broomstick. Yeah. Or could, yeah. like, this is fucking magic. It could be just like a tiny little box, and yeah. it just like unfolds. It's exactly. Like, my, I got a hockey stick once for Christmas, what? and my my parents wrapped it. And yeah. I was like, what is it? What could it <laughs> like, be? Like a magician would do, it could come in a fucking sorting hat or whatever the fuck. <laughs> it could pull a long thing out that's impossible to pull. Out. Exactly. <clears throat> See? Tim Allen, that shit. Yeah. And, and also, so he they, he was given this by Dumbledore. Like we're assuming Dumbledore kind of winks at him or something. Yeah. Is it uh, the broom? Yeah. Or I is that McGonagall? McGonagall, Okay, yeah. regardless. I think it's McGonagall. He gets this, but he's on the way. Like, he's about five minutes away from going to play Quidditch where he needs a broom. Yep. And he wasn't going to have a broom, so what was going to happen? He was he was he was going to have to use the uh, like the house equipment, <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> like. It's like when you it's like when you go someplace and you get like loner like you get the loner clubs yeah oh and yeah you're like Uh-oh. that's what was gonna happen you're gonna play with like the loner sticks at the <laughs> at the arena Mike is that what you're gonna play hockey with yeah see so okay, that's what so he was, he, gonna was have to do. So he was just gonna have to show up and be like whatever they got yeah he he got the rental skates I'm actually a really good skater I'm actually a really good skater I do like uh, when they're like in the entrance for the Quidditch match. It look. It seems like gladiator. Yeah, kind of does. Like it like definitely the warriors does. waiting right there until they go out and slay people. What a brutal game! It is a brutal game. These people are flying. I don't know how many miles an hour at each other, trying to fucking clothesline each other yeah. and throw. I assume medicine balls at people. They're like fifty feet in the air, flying around. Yes, like at least right. At least. I mean, it's got to be that high up that they're just allowing these students. They're like, oh, they signed a waiver. <laughs> like what? <laughs> That's it. We we told their parents it's non-refundable if they die. It's not non-refundable. These dudes are like, okay. Number one, how often do do people just get taken out of this game? 
uh, because uh, Wood, the goal goalkeeper or whatever, he 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 gets taken out again after he just talked about yeah first game I got taken <sighs> out. It's like how often do you get taken out? Are you good at your job? No, I don't know. First and second and third and fourth. Yeah, I get taken out every game. How often <laughs> does a seeker catch catch a snitch? So can we talk about this? <clears throat> Why does the ball and the rings even matter if all they're trying to do is get that snitch? If they're trying well, to snitch a, it. Like, <laughs> so, it's like they're, they're, the point of the game <clears throat> is to get as many points as yes, possible, right. Right? like any kind of game. Um, but well, then there's this Do kinda, they play to something? Or right. Like, I, I, they have to. They have to because not someone always doesn't catch the or snitch. Or like there's right. periods in whoever has right. the highest score. But then... Once you get the snitch, the game is just over. Yeah, it's it'd be like I tried to think of an analogy for that. It'd be like it'd be like the NFL an NFL game happening, right? And teams are going back and forth. It's seven to nothing, seven to three, fourteen to three, fourteen to ten. Oh, look down there! A, a bird pooped on the quarterback's head, so that is an automatic one thousand points. One thousand points. <laughs> something that matters not at all. The whole game's going on, and then something that just completely doesn't matter happens, and you're like, "That's it, the yeah. winner." Yeah. So how, like, how why are they not happen? just trying also, to do that? It would also be like uh, you play football in the NFL, like, and you play all the plays. But if the kicker can kick a field goal from one end zone to the other, then the game is over and you win it. Yeah, that's exactly what that. But like. he's able to so do that while do the that? game's going on. Like we don't even know if he's going to do it. Oh, oh no, he's down there kicking. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, most it, of the time he's spectating the game. He's just like, "All right, go team!" Like, <laughs> go out there up quick. above. I, I, I actually really hate this this game. <laughs> it's, it's not really that fun. The, it's it's a dumb. It's like a really dumb plot idea for, to make this like we're going to invent a game. It it's like did J.K. Rowling invent this? Like Had is this? Have, yeah. So yeah, like clearly this is someone maybe that doesn't watch sports. And thinking of what she thinks a sport would be, because it just like it, maybe it's better in the book, but this not only the the CGI is fucking god, it's awful not great. This. this is what I mean, like that when they when they're redoing people and students, yes. it's not great. It it just the the game the the idea of the game's stupid. There's no rules. I I don't like it. I wish there would have been some really cool something else that they could have done. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know again, what it would be, but it would be something different. It's just like, hey, you catch the snitch; it's an automatic mercy rule. Like that's just what it is. And but they're going back and forth and gaining ten points at a time. They already lost their keeper. You could just keep running that train on, like just going through those hoops. I don't understand. Like if there's not, if there's, is there a time limit? You're right. There's just no. no there's, there's no, no out of bounds. There's no. I mean, it's just it's just weird. Two two other questions I have about this scene. Number one, they say they're they're in awe of the Nimbus two thousand and it being the fastest broom to date. Why? What makes it faster? <laughs> what are the specs on this? What kind of what kind of you know? Did it have a souped up engine? It's electric. Do you open up like the 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 brush brooms thing of it? It's like opens up and there's a little engine in there. It's like yeah, I souped this one up. I took out the uh, I took out the governor. You got the you can you got a spoiler on. Yeah, it. it's got a spoiler. <laughs> it's got six spoilers. Gull wing doors. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's got carbon fiber nose on it or something like that. Like, and why? Like, if they want to go faster, why? Are, why are they wearing fucking robes? Right. Why not just wear like like slick? Why you don't know, you go so Apollo cool. Ono on this yeah, speed exactly. skaters bobsled outfit? Like yeah. that's what they should wear. Exactly, you know, idiots. And, and so my my other question about this, so that makes no sense. Oh, the Nimbus two thousand. Oh. That's a Nimbus two thousand. That's the fastest broom ever. It's like, well, he's going the same speed as the other guy trying <laughs> yeah, to catch this. But snitch, how well so. can it clean the floor? Yeah, exactly. That's my question. <laughs> I think that's maybe that's how their speed rating is. It's oh like how God. fast it can clean. 
So, oh no, it has nothing to do damn, with flying. No, no, not that, not that. <laughs> it's just really good at cleaning. I can clean this whole castle in a half hour, <laughs> dude. If I brought a Swiffer to that game, I'd be fucking killing it. <laughs> <laughs> so what was your uh, my, next thing my last thing is is about uh hermione and it's like yes and she she sees uh snape mm-hmm. and she's like he's doing a spell and keep in mind this stadium has to be mm. at least like three quarters of a mile around we don't know and she's got to go downstairs through this thing we're assuming it's a, it's a one by one like yeah like she, she has, has to, to go run down all the way around to the opposite side all the meanwhile harry's up there like jesus looking like like ace ventura getting his knob choked he's just like what is going on like uh, so it took her that long and he and still hung climb up, up too. to still go up and then cast that spell and wait for him to break concentration just as i was looking at these spectating pews is what i want to call it like these yeah. tall I assume just wooden and like what paper mache ridden whatever ribbons and shit. I'm like, there's a fire hazard. Yeah, this is all. This is all <laughs> That's fire. That's not good. Hazard. And the minute I thought that, she's like, I know. Whatever. What? Fire. <laughs> <laughs> Lights him on fire. Flint McFire. <laughs> Sparking onto his freaking robes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this was like maybe the first moment where I was like, nah, okay. Oh, come on. Like I started to maybe pull up my phone at this point, be like, okay, I know what's going to happen. He's going to win. He's going to get the snitch. Oh, whoa. That snitch would have torn up his insides so bad. Oh, Are you yeah. getting those little wings just going a million <laughs> miles an hour like a hummingbird inside his stomach and yeah. then his mouth? He, just, he would have been ripped apart. Yep. Done. It's just the start of a Joker origin story for his face. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> Well, let's move on to scene four. So at Christmas, Harry uses an invisibility cloak to explore the restricted section in the library to research information where he learns that Nicholas Flamel is the only known maker of the Sorcerer's Stone, which produces the elixir of life, which will be the drinker will make the drinker immortal. Harry's sure that Snape is trying to steal the Sorcerer's Stone in order to restore Lord Voldemort to power. But Hagrid denies it. Harry, Hermione, Ron, and Draco are caught out late at night and are forced to serve detention with Hagrid in the Forbidden Forest. Harry sees a hooded figure drink the blood of an injured unicorn and is saved by a centaur. I like- Ooh, yep. here's a prop. Sorry, dudes. I, I, no, I want the invisibility cloak. That's cool. That's what I want. Tell me why. So I can, like, you know, I don't, uh, I mean, you know, go places without people recognizing me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go into bathrooms. And it doesn't stuff. hide your. <laughs> no. It doesn't hide your feelings, Mike. <laughs> no. It doesn't hide your feelings. It just hides you. Well, I want it because I'll be smarter than Harry and understand that anything that goes out of the cloak can be seen. Right. So when I'm holding a lantern, I'll understand that or, it's not invisible. Yeah, and it's got to be. It's got. You know be, what I mean? You want to make it like right. long enough so it's, it's, you don't just see your ankles <laughs> right. popping out. That's right. What I was thinking the whole time. I'm like, is it covering his? Well, whole body and though? you don't want it to be too long to where you're stepping on it. It's true. Yeah. So it's got to be absolute perfect length. Yep. Yeah. And how is it the perfect length for him? He's like way shorter than wherever this thing came from. <laughs> He's way too short. For this I love. Thing. I'm thinking about like you know you you see just these two feet. It's yeah. just socks and Crocs. <laughs> and just going. It's not like when he when he opened it up. He's like, oh, I got a present? Sweet. Fucking rad, dude. <laughs> he opens it up. He's like, oh, boy, oh, yeah. a blanket. <laughs> Great. He, he, like, like any kid, he doesn't read the card first. <laughs> and he's just like, you know what I'm supposed to do with this? It's, it's a like, shawl. Read the I card. Guess, I guess I'll, I'll just, he just sleeps with it at night. <laughs> That's yes. all he does. 
Nothing else happens. No clue that he's invisible. <laughs> I recently saw a video of this woman who had a pet owl, so I'm taking Hedwig. You're taking oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. You know what? I'm going to take the most practical thing I can think of from this movie as my as my prop. I want the remember all because I forget everything. Okay, nice. <laughs> it would be extremely helpful for me. That's really uh, nice. Yeah, thanks, yeah. man. Thanks. <laughs> so he gets in the mirror. Um, I kind of had a, a, a surprising thought to me um, about this mirror. I'm like, it's it's funny you could draw parallels from the mirror to our phones. And furthermore, what's on our phones like Facebook and Instagram showing us things that we want, showing us things that we like desire, you know, but at the same time showing us different versions of reality of our desires of what we want and what we want to be like looking at Instagram and everything is and comparing yourself to like what what you think is great. Like mm-hmm. Instagram is not reality. Facebook is not reality. And this mirror is really not reality either. It's just more showing you your desires and what you want. And uh, I just, I, it's kind of like a black mirror kind of thing. I, I felt yeah. um, it was kind of a uh, uh, philosophical kind of look into a kids movie. You know, it didn't really need to be here, but I had a lot of thoughts about it. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's kind of interesting to bring that up actually, because yeah, that's exactly what we have now. We just have a smaller version of it. Yeah. We have a pocket version of that <laughs> mirror, basically looking back. Essentially at us. magic too, by the way. Yeah. We're all magicians now. <laughs> we can all. Have you seen me magic. Photoshop on my phone? You're a wizard, Mike. Mike. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a wizard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, look at you go. Uh, <laughs> got the beard. Come on. I do like. I do re- reiterate how great Hagrid is. Like, I I love these these little snippets. Like, he's not always in the movie, but when he is, it's very memorable. Mm-hmm. Like I when he sa- said that. Yeah, that's what he says. <laughs> yeah. He goes, told you ain't, about ain't, ain't no one besides me and Dumbledore. I shouldn't have told you that. <laughs> I fucking love that yeah. line. I love it. He keeps going with it, too. He's he like, goes, well, no, I, I already said, said it, it, so I'm just going to keep going, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it was very good. I, he's so good. Like, every time I see one of these guys, like uh, um, Alan Rickman, I'm just like, God damn. If yeah. he's not just the perfect for, perfect role for this, mm-hmm. you know? Um, he carries it so well, that cadence of his voice and everything. And, again, I don't know – I don't know um, – who thought that kind of cadence up if it was just Alan Rickman taking this part on and um because he he was one of the few people again that JK Rowling was just like uh no you're I you need to be Snape yeah. like you are this person and even when as far as to give him all the information about his character and backstory and what we don't know at this point for the so, entire so he, series. He, he's mm-hmm. like, no, this is what you need to know. He's like, these this is where are the I'm things, going with you, this. Yeah, you need to know these things if you're going to play this character. And she only told him. That's there awesome. was nobody else uh, in the movies or whatnot or in the stories that, uh, to, to my knowledge, that she told about those particular character traits. There's also really cool behind the scenes uh, footage of. Um, them doing scenes like bloopers, kind of, blooper kind of reels and everything. And Alan Rickman and Richard Harris were like best friends. On really? set. Like uh, I saw one. I think it was for a, a, a later movie, and maybe the second one because I know Richard Harris doesn't return because he died. He he passed away after what a few Harry yeah. Potter movies. I think um, it might have been one of, one of the sequels, but it was <laughs> right before the uh, second one okay. got released. Okay. He's like walking through a, a corridor where all like the boys are sleeping, and uh, he's got a fart machine <laughs> on him, and he's just like farting like next to uh, uh, Daniel Radcliffe, and he's like Alan Rickman is just go falling in the background. It's amazing to watch. It is. It is. It does call call into effect like how weird the the punishments are at this school because basically mm. they're like, yeah. hey, we told you. You can't be out at night in the forest. Yeah. yeah. So your punishment is to be out at night in, in, in the, the forest. forest. 
Oh. Is that right? I think that's what it says. Is that what? Should we do that? Should or? we redo that? But with Hagrid. Oh, 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 Hagrid. Oh, cool. I like oh Hagrid's yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. You didn't read the rules. We said don't be out at night in the forest without Hagrid. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we're gonna punish you with by being with Hagrid. You're supposed to be in bed getting a good night's sleep. So we're gonna take you out of bed, <laughs> not let you get a good night's sleep. <laughs> That's what it fucking says in the rule book. Yeah. Should, we, should we amend that rule? I don't know. I don't. It doesn't make it. It's been this way for thousands of years. Let's just keep it. <laughs> Actually, no one has ever broken that rule. No one's ever. Well, no one's ever broken it. I just. Uh, it's kind of crazy. We thought telling them the forbidden force would keep them out of yeah. it. It sucks in there. We th- <laughs> You're gonna die. They keep go- fucking going. We thought know. we we thought calling it the Forbidden Forest would make it feel forbidden. Turns out kids like to do the opposite of what you say. <laughs> so why don't we call it the Happy Go Lucky Gumdrop Forest? And they'll be like, "Yeah, it sounds like it's for babies." I don't go there. I don't go to the baby forest. Turns out that's where spiders feed on your eyeballs. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't need gumball. I don't need gumdrops and candies. I get it every goddamn night with this huge feast that we have. Every yeah. Night. yeah sure. Can you explain to me is the is the centaur more? This is where all the leftovers go. It's terrifying. It's forbidden that you go there because it's just just a pile of leftover food. Just their dump. (laughs) No, is is the centaur a bigger figure in remaining movies or in the book or something like that? I think they show up a couple of times. It's Um, just sort of like, oh, weird. There's unicorns and centaurs. Okay, we're done with that. Fantastical world. It's a three-hour-long movie, and we're already done with that. We're moving on to something else. Yeah. Well, and and the thing of it is, it's like uh, this comes in, kind of saves the day. Uh, the centaur f- f- fends off the most dangerous being in the world. Yeah. All right. Cool. Fine. <laughs> um, and then it's like, hey, you really shouldn't be out here, Harry Potter. Oh, hey, Hagrid. Deuces, bro. <laughs> Good to see you, dude. I'll, I'll catch you down at Hogsmeade. We'll, we'll have a pint. We'll talk about this <laughs> later. Basically, and that's, that's it. basically the conversation. Yeah. Like, no no talking about how, wow, you just really, you could, like, you might be the strongest being on earth. Yeah. I can't believe you just did that. That was amazing. You just stomped out that rope. What the hell, bro? Poor unicorn. Poor unicorn. That Uni- unicorn, unicorn blood. blood. Fucking metal as shit. Dude. That's awesome. Looks Is like there somebody a band bro- name, Unicorn Blood? I love that. It looks like somebody broke a thermometer on their yeah. freaking hands or something. Like, mercury? Yeah, it's just, yeah, their their blood is mercury. Yeah. They are dressed as centaurs. They tour, uh, <laughs> tour with Goblin Cock. <laughs> there's, a, there's a comedy club called Unicorn Blood, and there's also a health and beauty page called Unicorn Blood from Toronto. Interesting wow. approach. Okay. But hey, hey, man. they're really dedicated. I would check it out. That health and beauty channel is just full of witches anyway. You know? <laughs> man. Well, it's just full of witches anyways. <laughs> oh, no. That's I don't I know. I think, I, yeah, I think I think that's all I got for this all part. Right, well, let's do the final scene then. Harry, Hermione, and Ron believe the theft of the stone is imminent. They set out to reach the stone first, navigating the security system set up by the school staff, which is a series of complex magical challenges. The three make it through together until finally Harry must enter the inner chamber alone. There he finds that Professor Quirrell is attempting to steal the stone. He is possessed by Voldemort. Harry defeats them, wakes up in the hospital wing. Dumbledore reveals to Harry important details of his past. Finally, at the end of the year feast, it's revealed that Gryffindor wins the House Cup. Harry returns to the Dursleys for the summer. Yeah. Wow. Um, I want to say Hermione in this is a great sort of like kind of exposition dump Mm. for Ron and uh, Harry. Like kind of explaining 
like, oh, I read about that in a book, you mm-hmm. know, like explaining like what, how this magic works or how this like corridor of Hogwarts works, you know, um, I think it's a, it's almost unnoticed. Like you notice it now if you like want to like take a, like and analyze a movie, but like she, that's like her, her service for this movie. She's you know? a, she's a well-read individual. She's a nerd about this stuff, like, and wanting to understand spells and magic and, you know, what the building is and what the wizard wizarding world really is, you know. I feel like it should be Ron, to be honest. Like, I know he's like the, the scruffy comic relief here, but it's, it, come on, like... He lives with a full, like, wizard family. <laughs> yeah. Full-on wizard family. Yeah. And even though this is his first year, his brothers have been going here for how long? And it's like, when they come back, they never talk about Hogwarts. <laughs> true, true. Like, oh, dude, remember when the, sta- the staircases changed? Yeah, that was crazy. We had to take another path, and we had to go up this way, rather than just going through the door that it put so us at. So if you ever go through that, you want to go through uh, Hall yeah. B instead of Hall C. Oh, okay. Otherwise, you run into this corridor that's got a three-headed dog in it? Crazy, crazy dude crazy okay so there's okay, a so, dog okay and this is all news to ron yeah you know that <laughs> we true. just ran into this that's true. <laughs> so that's a little frustrating but you're right it's like it is an exposition dump of like it's like she's the well-read one and giving us a lot of like uh insight and yeah, feedback she's t- you know? she's telling ron and uh harry potter that uh, <laughs> like information they need to know but also the audience needs to know as well <laughs> yeah i feel like this part goes really fast hundred percent. I feel like this is like we get here. All, this is the big finale, and it's just like bah! all of a sudden we get there, and it's like tonight we're doing it. Yeah, you know that's it. Like tonight it's gonna happen, and it's like okay. Uh, so they go and they find the corridor and they get through the you know past the dog and whatnot, and then it's the, again it is it's like this series of riddles and games like we're playing Legend of Zelda. Yep, hundred like, percent. This is very this. much a video game. Yeah. Like that's just the way it's like set up almost. What 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 kind of what kind of security measure is a chess game? <laughs> and and did the person did did Quirrell play this chess game beforehand while they're still dealing with Fluffy and the Dude, keys? Right. Like yeah, how the fuck did he get in there? Is he is he just Wouldn't like the pieces all be broken? Yeah. They they just put themselves back together. <laughs> oh, cool! He left the room quick. So and it, if it point, was just him, did he play that with two pieces down? And he was just played as one of the pieces. If like, that was the case, at this point, it would be the Fratellis, Harry Potter, Ron Weasley, and Hermione Granger are the Fratellis right. chasing the Goonies. Okay, yeah. follow those size tens. Yeah, no, but you you're, dude, you're absolutely right. Because like, why why are there perfectly two? Pieces missing. What if it's just one person coming through? What if it's five people coming through? Yeah, I, I I I like and don't like this scene in a way. Like what I what I don't like is you know why why do they have to play this to get through? Why do they have to be the pieces? Why does he have to be on the back of something? Couldn't he just stand on the side and like call out? Why the, can't you just direct it? Why can't you just direct the pieces? So I don't like that, but I do love <clears throat> kind of how deeper this chess thing is. Where um, Ron Ron not only has to be good at chess. And, and to win this game, but he also, like, the idea of chess is sacrificing pieces, right, for the greater good. So he, he, has to, he has to figure out how to win this game while not sacrificing his two friends. Right. If you think about it, right? Mm. So he's, like, literally playing the best game of chess that's ever been played mm. yeah. because he's trying to win, but he also basically has two pieces that fucking can't do anything. Hmm. Yeah, that, that they, can, they can take out pieces, but he doesn't want to sacrifice them 
to get taken out. Yeah, right. Turn. So if you think about what he truly did there, it was pretty amazing. That's true. What if he was like, what if he was like, Hermione, you take that bishop, I'll take the knight. Harry, there's a pawn space open over there. <laughs> right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, take that one. The one in <laughs> Hermione, ride on this knight with me. You, the one Harry, in, you go over there. The one in front of the queen. Take that one right there. <laughs> that, one. that was the worst piece. Yeah. I never played chess, Ron. Is this a good spot? <laughs> oh, it's perfect. No, you're good. You're good. Just stay there. No, this gets very Goonies and gets very Indiana Jones. You know, yeah. it's it's uh not a secret, obviously, that Chris Columbus wrote the Goonies. Um, and you can see it definitely in this, you know, especially with, uh, all of the traps and all of the trials that they have to go through, you know, it's very much that, but that's a timeless thing, man. That works. It still works. What? 20 something years later. It's like, okay, I'm in. All right. uh, Sorry. Oh, I was was just going to ask you guys. So there's, there's Harry, Ron and Hermione in here. Well, there's three, there's three of us. So we have to go through these trials and tribulations. (laughs) Who is going to do... Which one? I got the dog. I, I can, yeah, I can, can handle the dog. You can you, move the dog. Are you good at chess? I'm, I'm pretty good at chess. Okay. We'd have to decide. I'll let, you, I'll let you have the chess. Oh, boy. That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> and then I'll go in and I'll, I'll, let, I'll let a guy put his hands on me where nothing happens. But then when I put my hands on him, he dies. He dies. Yep. Like, you what know, because you know, that makes a lot of sense. Are you going to take that the, are you gonna do you the do broom? That. Yeah, yeah. Are you going to do the broom with the keys? Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. You're gonna do that, okay? As long as you can do that. Um, I don't like the oh, yeah, devil snare thing. One, yeah. I don't like the devil snare. It just seems slimy. I didn't like that part. But okay, uh, okay but if you got that, I feel like you'd do that because you're good. Ice skating and brooms are basically the same. Thing. Same thing. Pretty same much. Idea. We've established this. So good thing I got this broom. Yeah, good thing I got. <laughs> <laughs> I like. Well, I don't like. It's the it, the whole. Uh, you just went through the trials and tribulations, and then you meet the bad guy at the end, and he turns around slyly, kind of trope. You know, <laughs> it's it's very like uh, well, we're in a you, kiss. yeah. But then like he doesn't even have to turn around; it's a fucking mirror. It's like, <laughs> he have- oh, wait, hold on. Are you looking at me or <laughs> like to reveal that it's Quirrell? The it's- big reveal. <laughs> It's Quirrell. How'd you know that? You spoiled it. I see you in the mirror. Ah, Oh, shit. Ah. (laughs) Dang it. Shit. (laughs) There goes my surprise. (laughs) It's pretty pretty brutal and pretty... You got uh, here early. I was going to (laughs) hide. My only thing is how he got there could be like he turned into smoke. Ooh. Okay, okay. Okay, I like that. Um, When he turns into ash, it's like a very cool effect. It is. It's very like Indiana Jones of that guy like melting, you know? Yeah. Um... It's pretty freaky for a kids' movie. I'm surprised. Is, this is uh, teeters on the edge of PG-13 for sure. Is is there um, something that happens later on that uh, where the where the smoke uh, Voldemort goes through him basically in the smoke? Does that have yeah. any indication for something later on, or is that just a cool special effect? There's a, there's always the thing that he could go either way. Okay, and like okay. He's, and like if he went to the like dark side, ah, like he'd be Star the, Wars. He'd be the most powerful of all of them. Cool. Um, uh, so JK just ripped off Star Wars. Gotcha. Weird, yeah. weird. So okay. yeah, like dude, I I love that video. Have you? There's a bit out there about it, and I'm not gonna hijack it or anything. But there is a perfect bit uh, that a comedian has about how Harry Potter is basically Star Wars, <laughs> That's and amazing. it is it is phenomenal about how oh what's that like uh, an orphan goes to live with his like his kind of oh cro- crotchety <laughs> uncle and uncle and aunt, and they don't really want him to take part in this magic, but an old like a weird homeless looking guy. Like shows up and and wants to show him the ways of of this classic magic, 
and uh, and then he gives him the tools and everything, and he takes him to magic school, and he's like, he's like, and then there's this weird tension between like the main character and the girl, but she just falls in love with the scruffy relief eventually, <laughs> comic relief, a sidekick, and it's just like, it's fucking oh awesome. my gosh, it's like, dude, you are correct. And then so, Chris Columbus is right there, and J.K. Rowling's like, so yeah, this isn't like a, a new story. Or anything. Nah. He's like, okay, my my friend is George. My fr- <laughs> we're literally a friend friends. of mine. I can do this. Okay, Liter- I got this. Literally a friend of mine. Uh, um, no, and that's my thing is, uh, again, I feel like it ends, it ends almost too easily. Like there it does. Be, it's sort of like, oh, wow. There should be a turns big out showdown. You, I can touch you. But yeah, it turns out that you can't, like, he can't really get hurt by this person anyways. Right. And, um, and, and again, if, if, right, the person, Dumbledore explains that the stone was going to go to a person who wanted to find the stone, but not use the stone. Was it in his pocket the whole freaking time? Well, just like when he goes and sees Ron and uh, Hermione again at the top of the stairs, he's like, what's up, dudes? You guys <laughs> yeah. good? You guys all right? And they're like, yeah, we're good, man. Did you end up finding that stone? He's like, yeah, had in my pocket the whole oh, fucking time. The whole time. <laughs> I, Sorry. Yeah, you guys almost died. <laughs> I know, I understand. It I was weird. I couldn't feel it. It's super weird. He's just like he like pinches like dude, what what the heck? You've got it this whole time in your pocket. Like it's, does he do this all the time, like with his keys later in life? He's like, I couldn't find my keys. And they were in my pocket the whole time. Oh my god. He's got his sunglasses on his head. Where are my glasses? Where are my sunglasses? <laughs> my keys fell in the key room. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> never gonna find those. Never gonna find my it keys. It is kind of it is kind of amazing to me the how Harry Potter and like Frodo Baggins are kind of the same too. Yeah. Sure. Where like it's it's so there's this moment of like they're so clumsy and they're really not good at their job, no. but they somehow like succeed. I mean, for a movie about a the best magician in the world, he doesn't really do any magic in this movie, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of like Frodo. Like Frodo really does. Like he he, he gets there, but eh. and there's always the moment of them like going and they fall backwards when someone's attacking them. They yeah. both do that. <laughs> they both wake up in a hospital bed like my friends. Ah, you know, like, oh. yeah, very true. <laughs> <laughs> and they, I mean, you can't say one copied the other because they both kind of came out at the same time. That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's we'll, get there. we'll get there. We'll get. We will get there. We will get there. Uh, yeah. I'm not going home. Not really. Not really. Good line. It's a very good line. Can no, you say. are. Well, yeah, but you're going back there for like four months. So, but not really. It's not like really my home. Uh huh. I don't really call it that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wait, well, and you got before we're done. You got to humanize the goons here. This is fucking bullshit. That Slytherin does not win the cup. Yes, uh, yeah, very true. This, this like robbed. They, they literally like what wrong has Slytherin done to be no, deserve this? Nothing. And how is this not being challenged by everyone in the room? Going, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, like, and why not just give them the points and go? They won mm-hmm. instead of this dramatic fucking reveal. If this yeah. was like the NFL, like NHL <laughs> commissioner, like there would be a whole like brouhaha about all this cities would be in riot yeah at this point like think about all the kids like parents too they get home it's like well how was it how was school and so well <laughs> we were but we had the house cup and then i guess <laughs> it's a typical kid story like well you'll never get it because they gave us the house cup and we had the house we had the most points but then they then they, after they gave it to us they said that you have more points and then they got the points, they got our points. and we, have, we were supposed to win but we didn't win because they gave all the points to <laughs> gryffindor the parents are all like Slytherin clad, <laughs> like Slytherin, hats and shit. Slytherin jer- Malfoy what? jersey. <laughs> you got to be kidding me! They were live streaming it. Like he cut off. They, right? they go Slytherin one. That's right. 
Oh, oh, yeah, and that was the other thing too. Dumbledore. Like, like, they're, like I just kept wanting to think about like how did how did Dumbledore know to give these points away? Right? Like, did he? Sure, he could have gotten the stories from like. Ron and Hermione, yeah, how but does, there's no witnesses, right? How does so, he know that Ron played the best game of chess ever played? Like, how does he know? The only thing the, I the can whole think remnants of remnants of everything. <laughs> right. so gotta clean all that shit up. He's like, dang, this is brutal in here, bro. <laughs> oh, I can see you did a pawn to Queensrick Seven. Oh, that was a good uh, move. Oh, good move. Very good. He's wow. probably sitting in his office and he got like a Nest <laughs> notification. He's like, oh shoot. He's like, uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna watch this one play out. This fucking dope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, dang, this is good. <laughs> what, the, what the fuck's on the chessboard? Ron! You know, Ron, you don't have to ride the night. You don't have to ride it. You, you don't have to just, just uh, You know how priceless fine. all of those pieces are? Yeah, just, Holy shit, dude. He's just destroying these artifacts. <laughs> Oh, my God, we're done. Okay. <laughs> Guys, we've dissected it with modern eye. We've talked about it. <laughs> I can barely breathe. I'm suds and so hard. I'm so hungover. Uh, we have to give this a modern day rating. We have to talk about it. Modern day rate it. AJ, I'm going to start with you. This was your movie. What do you think, man? Dude, I... <laughs> As much as we like like love picking on on movies like this and picking them apart, this is this has also become a comfort movie for me, and I think that's why it popped into my brain to want to do it because not only is it a comfort movie, but it is it's like it's it's fun to be able to kind of pick at these things, yeah. you know. And it's it is, but you know, I've watched the Harry Potter movies. Uh, not that I'm like a massive fan or anything. I have friends who are big fans, but it's like. I enjoy watching them. There it is. It's kind of a warm blanket, and it kind of fits any season that you're really, you know, you're in um, to kind of help add to the mood of that time. And uh, and I really like that. And I I do think that they still hold up very well. Um, I consider them pretty timeless at this point. Um, other than again, some of the CGI effects um, that we see, like uh, for some of the people and, and kids, but. Um, so I really enjoy watching it, and I, I still enjoy watching it. Um, so uh, that being said, I think I'm I'm going to go ahead and give this a um, I'm going to give this a a seven point nine. Nice, Sean. What about you? I agree with everything AJ said once again. Um, I watching this back. Um, yes, AJ's hundred percent right. It's like a warm blanket for sure. Um, it is just pure joy. The casting is fucking spot on. Like I can't I can't believe that these characters just fit so well with these actors or vice versa. Um, I think the directing Chris Columbus does is uh, fantastic. It does the job. Um, the setting, the, all, of, all of the production design, lighting is superb. The score is in your veins. Um, mm-hmm. It's just a, a, it's pure catharsis, joy, and escapism. And I, that's what I want from certain movies like this. Uh, I am uh, as well pretty high on this 7.89. 7.89, okay. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm glad we watched this. I needed something to force me into it. I'm not going to go out and rush to like watch the rest of the series, but I will the next time I'm like, all right, I got nothing to watch. I'll, I'll hit number two. Yeah. Uh, so it's not, it was good. It was a great story. Uh, I was in for the whole thing, but it just, it was a little too long. Like I, I just prefer Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I it, it feels a little more adult to me in it. 
I like the CGI better and I like the story better. I don't know. So it's still good though. So I, I'm, I'll give it a seven point five. I, I like one more thing for me is it, these movies have that like that Monster Squad or that Goonies kind yes. of vibe where it's mm-hmm. like the, the kids are like superseding the adults and doing the adult things, figuring out the mystery. I really like that about it, and it does that so perfectly. Yeah. So we got to see what Starling says as our executive producer. He said, I wanted to be honest with myself, and I found the one person I know who had never seen these movies. He thought the same thing I did. We cannot believe these movies were 20 years old. They're so well done with real sets and not overtly dependent on CGI, though that Quidditch scene is some of the worst <laughs> CGI ever. One instance where a keeper got knocked out looked like a bad video game, yet an owl flying from Harry in the snow around the castle was magnificent. The Dursleys are so cruel, it seems so unnecessary and really doesn't fit the plot of the movie at all. Harry's personality doesn't seem to be a product of his aunt and uncle. He is neither downtrodden or excessively optimistic optimistic as a coping mechanism. Hmm. I don't like to see kids getting treated poorly by adults. I get that this sets up Harry's affinity for making his own family later, but it didn't need to go that far, and it seems irrelevant to much of the story after. Haggard is the lovable uncle the minute he shows up with a cake for Harry. He means well and really does and really doesn't realize he may be putting kids in harm's way by leading them into a deadly forest. (laughs) Professor McGonagall is a tough aunt who doesn't smile a lot but has your back. These are characters who have such limited screen screen time, but you feel they are bigger than their minutes on the film. Hogwarts Mm. and the world Harry lives in such has such a unique and practical application to magic. This isn't about summoning summoning every woman desire. No twinkling of the nose and everything just appears. The boats when you arrive to school are enchanted as well as the pictures and remembrals. They are magical but functional. The scenes in the Great Hall are spectacular, and I can remember the awe of seeing those on the big screen theater. Even in those scenes, the food is prepared like any school, but presented at once with magic and enchanted ceilings that make even young wizards watch in amazement. Hogwarts is enchanting without the spells. How can two kids be alone at Christmas look more magical? Yeah. Today, I'll take, a, I'll take snow, a fireplace, and a sweater for Christmas with my best friend for a holiday any day, and maybe add a nip of some confused breakfast Cedar Ridge whiskey hey. by that fire. All right. The movie, or books, frankly, doesn't really address the infamy of Harry Potter and the legend around him. While that story flies through several seasons, it's understandable that Harry's presence would be something people would be used to, but... When he's sitting for the sorting hat, wouldn't everyone be waiting with bated breath and gasping at where he went? Everyone seems to recognize him, but no one is fangirling all over him. That's odd. Perhaps the awe is why Harry can't befriend more humble kids like Ron and Hermione. Everyone else stayed away because they thought he was too famous, like how hot chicks say they never get hit on. (laughs) My only modern and modern-day critic remains the same. How well could these magic barriers be if three first-year students got through all of them? (laughs) Alomora seems like a charm all witches would know. A three-headed dog is big, but surely a master witch or wizard could take him out with a point with a potion or a stake. The same for Devil's Snare and Chess, unless these obstacles are like ninth grade algebra where most people forget once graduating. <laughs> I don't think this is worthy of protecting a method to bring back the Dark Lord. This is probably why this is my least favorite of the Harry Potter movies. The movie ends with a happy ending about a parent's love protecting you with friendships forged and knowing Harry's sucky life is now going to get much better. I mean, at the very least, he's rich. That's right. Then and now and on every viewing of this movie, it ends with me thinking how savage Dumbledore was to make Slytherin think they were winning the House Cup and then give to Gryffindor by one point. (laughs) Take that, Draco. I love this movie and the series. Every year I watch all eight movies from start to finish while putting together a new Harry Potter Lego building for a holiday display. Nice. That may sound nerdy, but I didn't say Lord of the Rings, so not too nerdy. (laughs) This movie is an 8.75. Wow. 
So that takes us to an 8.01. And where do you think that's going to lie? That is going to put into number 28 on our list. It is just better than Beetlejuice and Karate Kid and just worse than Happy Gilmore and Ghostbusters. Wow, that seems like a perfect spot for it. It feels about right, doesn't it? It It feels really good. Yeah. Well, we hope you guys enjoy this episode. Thanks for being here. Tune in next week. We got Fargo. Let's do it. And after that, you betcha. You betcha. After that, we got a bonus episode. We're going to be doing top five movies from 1999. It's going to be good. Hell of a year. Great year. And if you're new to the podcast, go back this time last year. Big Lebowski. Okay, guys. Get after it. We're doing Fargo next. You got to. We've done Raising Arizona. You got to go back and let's listen to that. That is a fun episode. Most definitely. And we do got a voicemail. Call us at 319-804-9596. Leave us some feedback like today's caller. Hey, this is Joe from Rochester, New York. Um, I just have been listening to a couple of your mini bites, and I absolutely love your podcast. Um, I'm listening to the Goosebumps one right now, and everything that you're talking to me about, that you're talking you know, to about just brings back so much. I remember collecting the books. I actually got my son into the Goosebumps books, and um, he is absolutely in love with them. He loves the covers, just like you guys were when you were kids. And, uh, yeah, just, guys, keep keep doing what you're doing. You guys have been – it is so entertaining to listen to you guys. I put you guys on just about every time I go for a drive. I'll put you guys on sometimes when I'm working. You guys are awesome. All right. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, man. I'm R.L. Stein. Yeah. (laughs) I'm R.L. Stein. (laughs) That is a fun. We did a mini bite on Goosebumps. Go back and listen to that. If you want to see where all of our movies are and what movies we've done and where they're rated, it is all at ConfusedBreakfast.com. A lot of people are like, did you ever do this? It's like, go check it out. We got all the movies on there. promise you. Just go check it out, guys. Okay? We got a lot of cool stuff on there. Make sure you're following us along on social media as well at Confused Breakfast anywhere on social media. Check us out on YouTube because it's so much fun to hang out with you on YouTube. And guys, make sure you leave us a review. Five stars is what we would really appreciate, but we really do appreciate reading them uh, from Apple Podcasts. Write us a review so we can read them. We would love that. Go to confusedbreakfast.com and get some of our merch. You can get some coffee mugs, you can get some shirts with our sayings on it, you can get our logo on your chest. Go to confusedbreakfast.com as well, as Mike said, and see our ratings and see where uh, this falls into the, the overall oeuvre of the rate, the reviews that we've done. And uh, that is it. All I'm going to say. And make sure you uh, sponsor or you sponsor all our yeah. support. Support all our sponsors. Go check <laughs> yeah. out them. Check out all the links in there. Sign up for that Cedar Ridge mailer for Confused Breakfast Whiskey and go to patreon.com slash confusedbreakfast. Get all the bonus perks. If you've listened this far, you are a true fan and you need to sign up. We need your money. Yeah. It's the only way we're going to keep doing this. Yeah. Imagine a day where this podcast is no longer showing up on Wednesdays. Right. You're going to be so bored. The love of movies and researching and dig- digging deep into them, it just isn't enough anymore. <laughs> you know, I've lost the passion. Just I mean, I, I want this to be my job so that I don't have to work, <laughs> do anything else. We want to sell out. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we are proudly produced by Upload Media Group here in Cedar Rapids. We got Agro Craig on Woo! the controls. Thanks, yeah, Craig. Dog. And this is a Cloud 10 iHeart Podcast Network show. Learn more at cloud10.fm. That's it for us. Bye. Bye. You're a wizard. Goodbye. See you. Hello, Amora.